my friends i hope you guys are all doing well it is uh i guess it's a thursday wow i thought it was wednesday first thing it is a thursday morning uh beautiful morning here in the south um hopefully you guys are all experiencing a great beautiful morning as well today i just want to actually have a pretty open discussion about the cosmos ecosystem dow governance uh and what generally is uh aka hot uh muy caliente in the ecosystem in the uh the greater crypto landscape. So this is going to be an open uh, forum, much like most of my spaces are, and where anybody is welcome to join me up on stage. So if you guys have a moment, you just want to jump on in uh, and give me your thoughts, I would love to uh, hear them and really would love to actually like entertain uh, other people's opinions about what's currently happening and kind of like, you know, give myself some food for food for thought and nourishment uh, in what I'm doing. So yeah. Go, uh, let me see who's in the chat. What's up, Timmy? What's up, Mr. Fox, Mayor, Lee? How are you doing, my friend? Oh, Lee, is it today? Actually, let me give you guys some invites. Hold on. No pressure. No pressure, of course. Let me, let me uh, shoot them out there real quick because these guys all have some great stuff that I would like to talk to them about. I'm good, Tank. What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? Look at you guys. Oh, let me get let me get Tim uh, Timmy up here. Real quick, look at all these guys. First and foremost, I want to say this. Speaking to Timmy's, since Timmy's here, real quick, an ICI. Uh, I got some really great news when it comes to IBC gang. We are now verified uh, on ICI, and I cannot be any more happier. You know that meme where the guys like couldn't agree more. That's how that's how I feel like. But I just want to replace it with cannot be any more happier. Uh, Timmy, how how's your morning going? It is going. Well, but very busy right off the bat, but can't complain. Busy is good. Busy is good, right? Yes, yes. Um, appreciate that shout out, Tank. Yeah, for for yourself and any other like content creators or yeah, mainly like content creators, educators, that kind of thing of any kind. So like you could be a project that also writes blog articles on the side or whatever. Um, if you get your page updated on or verified on Interchain Info in our next update, your index page is sort of gonna turn into like more of your content page. So you, the index page will look similar to how it does now with your main body, but then at the bottom it'll be all of your content instead of related indexes and related resources. So um, kind of just gonna be tying everything together. So someone like Tank, you could find info about him and all of his content in one place. Well, you know, one thing that I really love is how you were able to tie uh, anything that gets uploaded on my socials and it gets uploaded there. Like, right. It was really, it was really easy. So, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to be verified on ICI, guys. I, I, I you, you know, what's funny you say that tank. Somebody well, called something out yesterday where our whole team went, 
oh wait duh why aren't we doing that another minor update that's coming because it's just something we hadn't thought about is in as long as you have a twitter link in your index uh entry on on interchain info we'll be embedding your your twitter timeline on the side of your page just so people could quickly see like you know oh, the very i gotta be more professional i gotta <laughs> Well, you could also opt to turn it off. So if you want to keep your Twitter for shit posting, that'll be toggle it on and off. Uh, not that one. Not today. Not that one. It's like I posted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was posting. Uh, now maybe this is why larger players have so many alt accounts. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. You gotta have a shit posting account. I just posted something earlier. It was like a Tony Montana thing. It was like I've got my word in my balls, and I'm not breaking it for anybody. I don't, I don't know if I want that to be uh, on ICI though. <laughs> so funny. But that is that is a cool feature. That is something to think about, though. You know, like obviously, like protocols and uh, and projects and and you know maybe dev teams and stuff like that that are obviously and usually a lot more professional with their posting. Hopefully, right? Uh, that that should maybe work out better for them. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about knuckleheads like myself. <laughs> There's oh, days I, I had can't a random. Myself. I had a random suggestion tank. Just for the index, you might want a different logo profile picture. Than the one you oh yeah on i gotta yeah just yep. because it's so personal like it's you and your wife i think you'll get more traction from random people who have never heard of you if it's like a logo or a logo yeah. yeah i i agree i agree i agree i keep dude so much stuff to keep up with i don't know how you guys do it sometimes i honestly about it's not like it's not like my everyday life but i, I still I don't know how i do it sometimes other than like i know i drink way too much caffeine way <laughs> too much caffeine what was that mayor I said nothing. I was just laughing. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How's your day going, Mayor? It's just getting started. Yeah, a lot of us. A lot of us just uh, wiping the crud still out of our eyes. Yeah, I've been up since four o'clock, my friends. So I know I'm still wiping shit out my eyes. Early riser. Hey, I did want to. You're you're talking about Cosmos ecosystem and DAO governance. Can we talk about chain governance for just a minute? Yeah, throw it at me, man. This is an open, open platform, man. This is what I want to get into. Everything, Great. anything you guys want to get into. Great. Well, uh, I'm glad Timmy's here in Crypto Dungeon because um, you guys have, you guys know, I think how the game is being played. You know, with a lot of these chains, that you know, the top 15 validators have a majority of the the voting. You know, like I don't know what the statistics are, like you know, for some of the main chains, but like the top 10 validators can have more than, you know, 25% of the voting rights or whatever. And and this is something I wanted to ask Timmy and you take about and Crypto Dungeon, like with LSDs, the, the liquid staking derivatives getting more and more popular. I think, um, you know, Stride is becoming more and more powerful. I think they have like 80% of the, the liquid staking business currently right now that that that's like on their main website they're 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 promoting that and they're professional and they're sharp but i i literally feel like you know with liquid staking and, and you know i think most people understand how you know this happens if you have adam you you can stake adam directly or you can get sd adam and liquid stake it but that gives stride your voting rights and then you know stride can have a lot of influence on which validators they delegate um what used to be your tokens which but it's now theirs because they gave you a uh an st token for for your actual atom 
And I just want to get your guys, I just want to get your guys' thoughts on it. I know, Timmy, you're, you've got some background in the validator. I have a thought on it that I'd love to get your guys' thoughts on that I've been chewing on lately. So definitely in general agree with what you're saying, Mayor. However, I've kind of realized if Stride, let's say Milky Way, uh, Quicksilver, Persistence, those are sort of the big liquid staking players that come to mind. If they all had sort of equal market share right now, like in Cosmos, and Stride wasn't massively ahead, that would seem good on paper when you look at just Cosmos. But it would leave Lido as this monolithic entity that's looking to take over all of Web3. Yeah. So the fact mm -hmm. that Stride has gotten so big, I think there's a silver lining in that at least there's a competitor to Lido emerging. Um, sort of analogous to like, yeah, you know, if a bunch of small local mom and pop tech shops popped up and one really started outpacing the others, it would seem a little monolithic in that town, right? But suddenly in a big picture sense of the state or country, now Apple or Microsoft has some competition or something. Um, and I again, mean, like, I'm, I don't know how to think about this thought. I just wanted to throw it out there and get your guys' take. I mean, that, that's an interesting analogy, but I think, um, you know, like Stride is the Lido of, of, of the Cosmos ecosystem. And the reason I bring this up is just because there, there's an example of, I mean, I'm just, I'm a little frustrated with how they're going about things because Let's take Sale DAO for for example. Like the, the the charter for Sale DAO is to, um, it's you know it's it's a liquidity DAO partnership between Osmosis and Migaloo, and the the entire goal is to bring liquidity to the Migaloo satellite decks on Osmosis. And there's there's been two props put up. The first was the Lion DAO prop, and the second was to bring uh, a liquidity pair of pairing um uh, luna terra luna with um osmosis and the in the telegram the sale dow telegram they were getting serious pushback from a certain entity and that certain entity has to be involved with stride and stride is was like some of the you name them? i'm sorry just for the sake of the conversation uh, are you comfortable naming this certain entity or do you just want to keep calling it that I, I prefer it not. I prefer not to. I mean, if you're in a sale, if you're in a sale telegram, you you know exactly who it is. Um, but th th they're coming up with arguments that are totally unrealistic and just calling sale Dow a sham for for Migaloo. But what it is is it's it's the it's the entities that do do not want Backbone Labs and the 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 B Osmo and the Amp Osmo to get involved in the game. So it's like. Stride, their their website is clean. It's very professional. I mean, they're practically buying out everyone to hand over their TIA for STTIA. They're giving away Stride. It's a very large, generous airdrop. But they're they're the big gorilla in the room. And I just want to call it what it is. Um, they, they their tactics that they're using is they're they're all clean and professional on the front end, but on the back end, they've got their handlers that are trying to push out the competition i mean they do not want these other smaller i mean aside from what is uh um 
it's not persistence. It's the other one, uh, LSD provider. Um, that's not doing that much right now. There's not that much alternatives except for like the amp, uh, except for Aris and Backbone. So there's there's a lot of pushback going on right now. I I have my opinions, and Joe is down there. It's funny because Joe and I actually had our opinions way back uh, about LSDs. But I am curious to hear the response from actual uh people who have validators like timmy or involved with validators like timmy and lee right now so i see joe 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 had made a comment down there actually let me, let me bring it up real quick if i could find it he said uh i'd rather give up sovereignty to two to three different sub dials on each chain than forfeit all governance to say governance say to lsd providers who may not be able to keep assets properly pegged hmm. yeah I mean, honestly, Joe, you you know how I feel about it, man. <laughs> so, but yeah, I would like to hear from from obviously people who are directly involved with uh, validators, uh, you know, in in that conversation in that kind of regard. And anybody else that wants to, again, I see a lot of you guys down there. What's up, Rigsby? What's up, man, man? Uh, again, if you guys in in Robo as well, uh, I'm pretty sure that's who's on the Rack FM account. Or if not, if anybody would like to come up here and express their opinions about it. I would love to hear it, man. And I think a lot of other people would too, man. So like, don't, don't be shy. Yeah, and, and just real quick, just on top of it, like, like this is the game that's been being played within Cosmos for a long time. Before the LSDs, it was just, you know, the top 15 validators ran the show, really behind the scenes. You know, they talk about decentralization, but it's, it's the top 20 validators. But now with LSDs, it's, it's a little bit of a modification to the game. But this is how proof of work is played out. Like you get the large, if you get in the top, you know, 20 of the validator set. Proof of I stake. Mean, proof of proof stake. Of stake. Yeah, yeah, it's proof of stake. I mean, if you're if you're the 19th validator, you might only have a 3% voting block. But if you're a top, you know, eight or seven validator, you have a 7% voting block and you can sway. It, it doesn't mean you have complete control of the vote, but with liquid staking with, with LSDs, now you have an entity like Stride who is gobbling up a lot of the, you know, tokens for their ST tokens, and then they get to delegate where, which val pick which val, and they they might have like you know, twenty or twenty five different validators. They're 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 delegating those, you know, let's just say Adam for example tokens to, um, you know, Tia or whatever. But then Stride has to has a lot of say within the validators. So I mean, this is this is just how the game's being played right now. But um, I'm going to send you a DM uh, tank of uh, a tweet that just kind of uh, shares a little bit. And and, it, and like I said, this is just this is what's happening, Tank. I think you called it out before, like right like a year and a half ago. You're like, this is what's going to happen, and it it kind of played out the way you said it was. Oh yeah, it's. <laughs> Okay, dude. Yeah, again, and I don't want to take all credit. Like again, Joe was there. There was a lot of people that you know. If you were involved with Ethereum, or if you were just like really paying attention to what was happening there, it was just the same model being replicated here. You know, and it was like it, it was an obvious thing. It, like liquid staking is very beneficial to the few who know how to use that tool, but it's going to be very uh, damaging. For a lot, not just individuals, but a lot. It could be protocols, dev teams, validators, uh, you name it. It's it, it very damaging. Are you, 
I've been curious for a while. Everyone on stage, how do you guys use LSD tokens? Um, my most common use will be like, I got paid in some Atom. I don't plan to cash it out for a week. I don't want to swap it to another token just for tax reasons. Um, well, I guess it's kind of a swap, so I guess I'm kind of throwing that out. But if I want to maybe yeah, sell it to any, any swap week, is a taxable event now. So. Yeah, yeah. So although a swap would be, I don't know if putting it into the smart contract of something like Stride and getting out another token would be, but probably. Uh, you know, oh, that's a great conversation too, Timmy. But don't let yeah. me sidetrack your thought, but I do, don't let me Okay, yeah, I'll circle back to that even, because I think, yeah, I think that'd be interesting. about strategies too. Strategies with like yield most and stuff like yes. that. Yeah, like that's yeah, like, I'd love to plug yield most in that regard. So I'll do that. Do, exactly. If you do automated claiming, it's not a tax event. That's a different yeah, thing. Yeah, depends how you do it. Dep yeah, yeah, I was going to say it depends. This yeah. is a good conversation, but maybe, so I don't want to derail you from your thought. Go, keep going. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, possibly derailed already. Shit, because now I'm thinking Sorry. about yield most. <laughs> um, you, where was I going? Remind me. Oh shit! I don't even know you're no, talking no, about uh, no, different different strategies for um, claiming your tokens or liquid staking derivatives. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My most common use of LSDs these days is I have a token that I know I want to do something with in a shortish amount of time, and I figure, okay, for the you know days between now and then or week or whatever, let me turn this atom into ST atom or something, just so it's growing a little bit extra. Um, how do you guys use LSD tokens? And then we can circle back to re uh, restake versus yield most. But like, is anybody holding them instead of normal staking? And if so, why? Or do people mainly use them for like LP pools or for short-term holds? Like, how do you guys use LSD tokens of any kind, whether they're persistence, Milky Way, Tia, I mean, not Tia, uh, Stride, whatever. Uh, I'm curious. I'm, I'm going to be very honest. I don't use them. I I very rarely interact with them, so I'm just gonna say in general, I don't use them. Uh, yeah, I just don't see that. Like, and this is gonna sound fucking really shitty, but I don't know how else to put it. Like, the amount of capital that I play with personally, not receive, because I think, and that's a really you make a really good. Um, you bring up a really good point. I think it's all like liquid staking derivatives. Um, come into come into play depending on how you're interacting with crypto if you're somebody that's receiving a salary you know like like you said in adam and stuff i thought that was a great example and like you're just you know you don't really need it at the time but you're receiving compensation uh for whatever you're doing in the crypto space and, and you want to you know put it in a yield strategy when i think like that makes sense uh, in some regards but for me personally as an investor slash trader like long-term trader i i mess with enough capital that i don't really need to fuck around with this liquid staking like you know you you know you can optimize your yield by fucking giving us your you know your your native asset uh, and getting your sp or whatever asset back and, and playing in DeFi. i already play with enough uh capital to to do that and your one or two percent is not going to kind of like sway me to actually give up or risk uh you know anything more than what I need to already. So like, that's just me personally though, but, but for people with lower liquidity in, in their positions, I could see maybe the, the, the allure to do it. I just don't need it. Yep. Okay. Interesting. 
Ed, Dungeon, Rack FM. But if any of you want to weigh in, feel free. I'm, I'm just curious how people use LSD tokens in their day to day. Um, I'm mostly staked just because we have to to stay in the game. We're not that high up in most of the active sets. We're still trying to build, but um, I have some some liquid assets uh, just just to get airdrops. Like for instance, the Celestia one, or if you're staking liquid stake, you get more stride. Um, I don't know really if it's the best way to secure the network because it's liquid, but um, it is kind of what we're using right now. Remember, by the way, I do want to say too. remember, by the way, when I said this earlier, Joe and a couple other people, if you were bullish on the Cosmos ecosystem, you might as well just buy stride. Remember when I fucking told you guys that? Because that's the name of the game. Like Mayor was saying, the game is take that fucking bitch over. So, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's proving your point. So. The price is definitely going way up and people are, are doing that. I should say I should rephrase that though. It's not the Cosmos ecosystem. If you're bullish on Atom, you might as well just like swap it. I should have said just swap it all into Stride because it was going to outperform Atom by fucking leaps and bounds. You know what's hilarious? I had this thought the other day. Do you remember? Um, or not remember? It's still around. I think it's IBCX or whatever the the index coin on Osmosis mm-hmm. that's supposed mm-hmm. to be an index of Cosmos. I forget what my specific thought was. It was like as I was falling asleep the other night, but I feel like something more should have been done there in either partnership with Stride or Stride should do something similar. Um, Stride's already doing that. Just replace IBCX with the, with Stride and there you go. You already have it. Stride's already fucking taking and, and basically becoming that. Yeah, I guess I'll admit I've been so busy with work. I have started to lapse on learning the intricacies of some of these systems myself so a question on that um how much given that it's part of the aez does the stride token directly represent like i i don't what does the stride token directly represent what is its price reflective of because like i don't think for every dollar that's staked through or liquid staked through stride that that necessarily should have a one-to-one price on the token anymore due to them joining the AEZ. But maybe I'm wrong, or maybe there's other uses. I'm that that is a good question. I'll have to look into that. I don't know. That's a really good question, though. Uh, Joe, why These are the like advanced questions that people don't even realize they need to ask till you've been in crypto for a few years, and that's when it hits you where it's like, okay, there's a lot more nuance to all this shit. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? I, uh, I'm at work, but I'll make it quick. Um, Tank, I remember you saying that about the stride token, but the reason why I avoided the stride token is because of what Tibby just brought up. I just always assumed that at a certain point, that token would be phased out or just be rendered irrelevant. The opposite's happening. Um, And I also want to say that I don't think stride is quote unquote taking over. They are following a model that, you know, the LSD providers on Ethereum did to kind of concentrate governance and all that. But don't forget in Cosmos, it was ripe for the picking because we had all these high staking yields that competed with DeFi and we needed some liquid assets to uh, to be moving cross-chain and all that. I don't think it's been optimized yet, but I think I think that's what's going to happen. The other thing is there was a huge vacuum left by UST in, the, in that there weren't stable coins for a long time um, in mass. So the LSTs technically could be used as money. And then the third thing, and I think this is probably the number one use case for the protocol 
is to avoid the bonding times, right? To cash out quick. You pay a little bit of a spread and you, yep. you can get In out. Fact, so, that is what, that's what Stride has over any other protocol right now, right? Yeah. If you don't want to mess with the decks or mess with swapping, Stride's slowly adding the instant unbond into LSD feature, which honestly, if other LSDs can't get that working, I think they yeah. will be completely left in the dust. Yeah, I think they, that is they, they that's need an entire chunk of appeal for most people. And they need big liquidity to do that. You have to have a big liquidity yep. pair of ST Atom and Atom to just swap out. To answer your question, Timmy, one of the things I, I did with ST Atom is you can move it over to Kajira or or Umi or um, Mars, and you can use it as collateral. So you can instead of having you know 100 Atom stake, you can have 100 ST Atom over on Mars, use it as collateral, and borrow it against it. I mean that's the classic use case for a liquid staked um token you know you you move it over to gajira you can mint usk or you can move it to mars and, and borrow against it that's kind of like opening up the DeFi. and and you know once again it's like yeah i'm a little bit of a critic but I'll, this is what it was designed to do i get my biggest thing is you know most people don't care about atom governance or are so checked out because they know the top 15 validators are going to run the chain um same with osmosis uh you know you've got the top 20 validators they're they're gonna they're gonna run most of the chain but my biggest thing is is most most new users or beginning users they don't care about governance so they don't have a problem with this but once you get in more involved it, it may be the the smaller validator level if you're a smaller validator at the bottom and you're not connected with one of these liquid staking derivatives you're not getting token allocations or you're not getting allocations from from people then you're you're at a severe disadvantage that's kind of like the game that i think a lot of people don't see that's being played and i might be wrong i don't know but then you have then you have the power holy shit have, neutron so. is ripping yeah it is isn't it there's a lot yeah, of stuff I, you know, I saw that coming those I damn new people do anything about it yeah. No, they it that, just pulled. I, I it just say, went up six percent in four minutes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, dude. By the way, I could totally picture Joe like hiding in the uh, high school bathroom or something like that, trying to just sneak up on the on the phone call. That's <laughs> he was oh like, my I'm, god! I'm no, at work no right you're now. at home, like, right, Joe? <laughs> uh, he dropped. I think he's he's working from home these days. But that is a hilarious image. Like literally, feet up in the stall so that they can't see anyone's in it like on the toilet oh no he's feet down totally acting like he's pooping just trying to sneak in on the call man <laughs> uh, no I, I, but like it's interesting conversations right like and um yeah i agree but basically i mean i agree and i'm concerned with everything like you guys are saying um it is it's just like mayor was saying though it's the it's the game that's being played right so super interesting Let's see, is it uh who do we have with us with Rock FM? Is it Robo? Who we got? Hello, dude. Hey, just, Can you hear me? Okay. Here, uh, I'm gonna have to jump at the half hour mark, so I'll I'll just dip out quietly, but I'll rejoin after if if this is still going. Yeah, hopefully we'll be still going, man. I ain't going nowhere. Got nothing else to do. Cool, cool, cool. I certainly Shout doubt this. Good, uh, you good doing all right, Timmy? <laughs> you doing all right, Timmy? Or Yeah, yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing very good on a today basis, but there's a actually there's a lot of pressure you know going on right now. 
I'm a bit disappointed. Joe, like, jumped because we've had a couple of spaces the last few days, a couple of unrecorded ones. I know Tank was there. But uh, because May was here, I really wanted to, like, hear this, like, uh, viewpoint again from Joe when he's talking about uh, supply squeezes. So, like, sorry, I'm in Bangkok, guys. You know the drill. You know, uh, basically, uh, Joe specifically, like, signaled out uh, White Whale. I wish he's, I hope he comes back. And he was like, you know, in regards to like all the tokens, the burn mechanism, blah, 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 this is going on. He said everything is geared around a supply squeeze. And it kind of made me think a little bit and like take like a step back and go like, okay, like what does he mean? Like, right, okay, you know, like what are the incentives to be like locked up? What's the, like, you know, and I'm like, mm, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I wish Joe was here so he could like confirm what he said the other day. What do you what do you think about that tongue, Jimmy? Yeah, especially especially yeah. Well, I mean that's that's how a lot of these tokenomics are geared. Like Kajira, that's their whole flywheel effect is you know you stake your Kuti tokens and then there's going to be a supply squeeze as you know people the the platform and the the decks grows. It's I mean it's I mean Joe's part of it's right. It's like you you want some type of a supply squeeze on your your token is that is that what you're referring to kind of what joe was talking about like that's yeah but i mean is that the primary concern of the protocol if you compare it to kojira would you say like would that be their primary concern versus maybe like what you're saying on the other side of the fence i don't know it's it's, it's up for debate anyway Wait, re, re, wait. So I think maybe I think I'm getting lost in the weeds. Uh, can you rephrase, like rephrase the question again or say it again? What was it? No, like, like. So we were we were just having a chat, and Joe like highlighted about all of these like different like, you know, liquid stake and derivatives and everything that can be done, and these like these kind. You you know what I'm talking about, right? These fucking cycles that you can go through, right? Like you know what I'm talking about, bro. Uh, with your money, right? And how you can turn, you know, something in, uh, nothing into something, let's say. And like, so, you know, like, do do certain protocols at the minute, do they have a, a, an aim of like really like being able to create like a gigantic like squeeze uh, going into this like bull market? So that like, uh, right, so I think I think one of the things that might have come out of this conversation was the other week, uh, okay, how how much of a token is locked up? How good is that? I think that's probably where we should start in the convo, if you know what I mean, Frank? Like, to what degree, to what percentage of a token? Like, you know, there's this talk about the uh, coefficient shit, right? But like, people are like, actually, wait a minute. But, like, actual security, Rob, regardless of this bullshit, what actually does need to be locked up? Like, what incentives or what encouragement is being, like, pushed to get more locked up that will, like, create the supply squeeze later down the line? I don't know. Like, I didn't even think about this until Joe mentioned it the other day, and he made a lot of fucking sense. I'm not making much sense of his idea, but no, he, he gave a lot of examples does make sense and you're right i don't think i've actually thought about that all too much like maybe i don't i don't yeah i don't think i've actually given that all too much thought. that's a good question that is a good question see i've got to be honest with you i'm scared because timmy was asking earlier 
I'm scared fucking shitless about LSTs and LSDs. And I've been saying this for well over a year. I think they're probably the biggest fundamental threat that we've got. Uh, worse than leverage and worse than perps. But I don't know that yet. I just a feeling I get. So I, can't, I haven't got any concrete evidence or anything I can bring to the table and say, like, it's just a vibe I get. And I'm like, I need to avoid as much as this. But Joe made some really good points about, he's like, to what extent some of these protocols going to to ensure that like shit is like locked up going into this like what artificial like fucking squeezes are they creating here and i'm like ah uh mm, uh, oh okay okay i gotta like like pay attention like for the first time in like six months i've uh, like as it's the first time in six months i've really listened to someone and went like ah yeah kind of made sense there. and i had i had the vibe already but like yeah man I think we need to be very, I think, honestly, if we run into this bull market and we're all like, we're LSTs, LSTs, ah, you know, I think we're just going to get raped. I think Tank, we're going to get mugged to fuck if we don't be careful with this shit. Like, Well, yeah, the people the people that aren't taking profits on their positions when, you know, whenever they're avail- like available to uh, or able to, I'm sorry. Uh, are definitely, you know, that's just, that just goes back to proper risk management for a lot of people. And, and, putting their eggs and, and dreams and hopes all into like, you know, one basket, uh, quote unquote. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, at least the few that we've engaged with uh, over the, what, two and a half, three years, almost fuck, feels like eternity now, have started to actually kind of wake up to those practices. But, you know, everybody's going to do what they're going to do. And people are, they're going to take their positions and risk them in regards to their own, you know, whether, yeah. So I don't know, man. So, I'm worried about it, but like, dude, you know, dude, honestly, Shade's gonna do some cool stuff. You know, huh? Shade, Shade's gonna do some cool stuff. I believe. I think huh. they're gonna make they're gonna make the LP positions like a uh, fucking liquid, right? Dude, like that's that's the next and anonymous as well. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, that's the key thing too. Like they have a future. But guys, again, I don't. I didn't mean to actually do this. I forgot to actually do this. Actually, uh, I, I gotta be totally transparent. Um. Kujira is a channel sponsor of ours. Uh, anything that we do, I'm supposed to be shouting them out and giving them a heads up. I just got right into the conversation with you guys and got excited. Uh, so shout out to Kujira. Shout out to Shade. They're also a channel sponsor and Jackal Protocol. Um, definitely check out, like, speaking of Shade and, and you know, these LSDs and we're talking about, uh, you know, uh, doing things on Kujira. I just, I got it. You know, they're doing interesting things. Um, and I got to give them a channel sponsor shout out whenever I, I do any content. Uh, so again, guys, I apologize for, for not doing that earlier. But as we speak about them, yeah, you definitely want to check. Dude, them out. You're going to be a, dude. They're going <laughs> to offer you the chance to like leverage like your your pearl position, right? Yeah, I think they're like, doing think they're work really clever things. But again, people need to be smart about their position and not overextend themselves. And it, you know, the people that have been here, you know, that, that's the whole primary focus of what I do, at least for me, like personally, is like I do boring shit. I, I preach boring shit, which is like strategies, real conservative strategies and, and really taking profits, which is a boring fucking narrative. And that's probably why I don't get that lot of traction, but it's what saves people. And hopefully people that are engaging with, you know, str- um, well, stride with LSDs and, and LSDs and, and anybody else that has features like that have been listening so that, you know, when it does come and you're able to play with these cool features that they have. You don't overextend yourself and get wrecked, like like you're saying, Robo. Like, so I don't know, man. I'm worried about it, but at the same time, I'm doing what I can. I don't think a lot of you guys have been doing your due diligence as well. Like, you guys are informed. The people that are sitting in here, 
like you guys have all been, I've seen you guys, like you guys are all here. You guys know better. Um, so like, I don't know, like it's a, it's a double-edged sword, right? Cause you want, you kind of want them to get attraction and, and get attention and get kind of like that FOMO going because what gets attraction helps your bag, uh, and your interests. But at the same time, you don't want people to go fucking overboard and like tip the boat because again, you're trying to protect your interests. You know, Robo, I've said that before, everybody's opinion stems from their own financial or social position at any given time. And so like, it's, it's a double-edged sword, but you just got to play it and walk the tightrope as best you can. I see, uh, I see Ryan's in here. If he wants to come up and talk about this at all, Ryan, we're talking about just how um, certain liquid staking providers can get such a large um, chunk of the the vote. Um, but that's, I mean, <clears throat> and I, I know it, it, it welcome it, to it, come up here. Me and Mary will get you guys up here, by the way, if you guys yeah, want to, if anyone else wants to come up, in, we've, we're, we've moved on. We've moved on more. I mean, LSTs yeah. and LSTs and all that. It's, it's like old news. We're now like on a race taken. Yeah. So now we're talking about the ability to be able to fucking kind of like stake again, a liquid asset. Like yep. the problem is you've always stake, it hasn't been liquid. These like now these protocols, these you know, entities have been able to facilitate, but like having that stake asset like so that you don't miss out, right? But you're able to do something with it. And then we now see it, well, you can restake that again. And I mean, you know, you have to any intelligent person is gonna say, to what degree do we have an element of a Ponzi? Like to what degree? By the way, I'm outside the shop. Your woman's cleaning up here. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get your point. It's like yield on top of yield. And that's, I mean, it's happening right now with Alliance. You can take a liquid stake token yes. and stake it. Yeah, exactly. You can take a liquid stake token and take it to another chain and restake it for more yield. Um, so, I mean, you know the famous saying, though, like, if you don't know where the yield is coming from, you are the yield, right? Exactly. It's like where <laughs> so where so where do we stop? Like this is one of I mean we had the LSD summit, right? I've just done this massive like tweet, it's not even out yet. But I'm preparing this huge twenty twenty three tweet. And we had the LSD summit and we had all these big wigs on. Only Stride didn't want to come because Quicksilver was there, obviously. So Stride were like, nah, bro, we're gonna skip. Everyone else was there. And it was like, even then I was voicing my concerns and being like, mm. now we've got like, you know, how do you describe it? Staking, which is like liquid, like or made a liquid that can then be like restaked again for yield and be played with and be lended and borrowed. I mean, there has to be, a, the, the, it can't go on. It's just, it's, it's just magic money on a screen. It's just numbers. It has to like fucking oh, there's having a party up the street. Sorry, guys, but like it has to be like a limit. That it's something has to give somewhere along the line. Thank right. No, I I get what you're saying, Robo, because it's, and I think this has been recognized that you know when you get into some of this advanced DeFi, like it 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 can be like extreme leverage. Like let's just say you have, you know, ten thousand dollars worth of, you know, Terra, Adam, or Kuji or whatever. And you 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 liquid stake that, and then you borrow against it. So you start with ten thousand, you know, USD value, and you liquid stake it. And then I take that over, and then, and then like I can borrow against that that, 
And then, so I, I take $10,000 of liquid stake Adam. I borrow, you know, however far up I can go to my loan to value of it. I borrow 80% of it. And, and then I buy more Adam and you can just leverage on top of it. I forget what, what the term is, you know, leveling or whatever. But it gets to the point to where there's a lot of just leverage in in the in the system in DeFi. Well, well, well the products. No, no, you're right. Yeah, but the products are outstripping the user base. You see, we're producing all of this like amazing shit at exponential rates, but the user base of crypto isn't grown as exponentially as the products are. So therefore, it's like there's a lot of recycled money going on, kind of like. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. Uh, we do have a new speaker, Mike. What's going on, Mike? Hey, hey, hey. No, I was just listening to y'all talking about, like, derivatives. I mean, derivatives, you know, there should be, we should consider limits, man. I mean, look at 2008. That was all derivatives, all that shit. I mean, do we want to recycle the same problems in crypto land with derivatives? I, I, it's nice to get capital efficiency. But it comes at a cost, man. And at some point, you get so far away from the initial foundational value that if it lights up, dude, it's rocket fuel. And we really should consider the ramifications of like derivatives on derivatives. It's it's dangerous stuff. No, it's a good well, point. Well, I think Rubble's. Uh, I'm sorry, Rubble. I, that's what say, I think. Uh, I think Rubble, you're doing a great job, kind of uh, expressing that that same point. So. Carry on, Rubble, sorry. No, no, but that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. So, yeah, the, the, if anyone knows anything about 2008 and about how they did and about how they stacked the shit, that it's actually happening again, and it has been since about 2015. Uh, I forgot what they call them again. I've got, for some reason, I've got CBDC in my head, which is like central bank digital currency, and I'm like, no, no, it's not that one. There was a, uh, what was it, CB? It's in the, it's in the, the derivatives now, dude, I'm telling you, the shit's in the bonds, dude. The bonds are going to be what mortgages were in 2008. They're all making these side bets to try to cut out their losses from the interest rates getting spiked. You're totally right. So what they've done at the minute is they've actually bundled a lot of the shit, right, guys? So they had all this, like, B minus or whatever it was, fucking shit, right? And they were able to like stack it together so it looked good. It's happening again. And it's been really getting prevalent since like like we're talking like nine fucking years. We are due another massive like rug pull. And and it's probably gonna come after the next crypto bull. I don't know, but it's definitely gonna happen without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, I'm gonna have to go over and get this fucking name of this shit I'm talking about. Yeah, and then also I'd be looking in a couple of months, the BTFP, the Bank Term Funding Program, which basically it injected money because basically the tre- the uh, Federal Reserve is like, okay, we see your losses. Give us your tre- your bonds, the banks, and we'll meet them at par value. That's, that's liquidity injection. That comes to an end in a couple of months. And there's still losses. If the interest rates are still this high, Dude, they're still sitting on billions of dollars of losses. What's going to happen then? It's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's the game they've been playing with. Like, it's a game of um, musical chairs with these banks. They're just sitting on all this bad debt. Or part of it's bad debt. So, so officially, officially, the, U, uh, the UK ran into recession today. It was announced officially right today. 
I mean, we pretty much knew it was going to be on the cards after Christmas, but like, yeah, the UK is back in recession. I mean, this is nothing that hasn't been unexpected since like the Ukraine war, at least. Like, if, if people haven't been getting prepped for this shit, I mean, uh, I mean, if you're in America, you're actually quite insulated from like the rest of the world. But trust us, the rest of the world, we feel that shit. No, I mean, I get what you're saying. I, I don't feel very insulated being a U.S. citizen uh, in regards to what's happening to you on the global scale. Um, I, I do get what you're saying, though. Um, my question is, so so what's the play now as, as investors and or, <laughs> well, not traders, but as investors, when when you see countries going... Election, ele- no, no, tan- ele- no, no, tan- for you, for you, election cycle. I didn't want to interrupt. I'm just going to say if I'm no, American... But- if I'm you, all I care about is election cycle and nothing else right now. I can expand on that idea. They're having a fight in the street, by the way. These ties are having a fight up there. But I can expand on that. But if I was your tongue, all I'd be worried about is the election cycle. And because you haven't got COVID this time. So, like, what is going to be the impact? I mean, you've got the harvening, but the election cycle, you know, it all depends uh, dude, on. I heard, uh, I heard this, wow, and I don't want to kind of like really entertain it all too much but actually i usually don't pay too too much mind and i turn my ear away from those kind of conversations but i heard an interesting conversation yesterday uh into where you know the discussions of not necessarily covid but uh covid like um uh uh situations uh might pop up again soon Bro, bro, not only that, not only that, I've got some better stuff. Have you seen what's happening in, in uh, Idaho and Iowa at the minute or not? With the uh, the death penalty shit for pedos. And uh, have you, have you, did you see the takeover in Iowa in the uh, main fucking, I forgot what they call it again. What they call it again, you know, the, the state, uh, like, the state senate type thing. So, bro, there's some mad shit happening. And you know what? A lot of this is I've heard. And I've tweeted it today. I did make a little, like, you know, just a joke about it. But truthfully, Idaho and Iowa are terrified of Californians uh, moving there. So, like, there's some mad shit going on. Everybody's terrified of Californians moving over into their fucking state. Tennessee don't want those motherfuckers. (laughs) I don't want them. They've already invaded Arizona. The Californians are have invaded Arizona, and they're they're buying up a lot of. Where the, they've invaded? Where the, well, 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 dude, where they've been invading other places for a long time. But where they've invaded yeah. Georgia? So, uh, not not Seth Rogen. Uh, what's his name? The other guy. Uh, oh, fucking hell! It's killing me. It was in uh, the the brothers. What was the movie with the brothers? The Step Brothers again. Uh, Will, what's his name? Will, Will fucking... Oh, Will Ferrell. Will, Will Ferrell. Ah, yeah, didn't he move to Georgia and he oh, took, he, like, a full... Well, I just, I just worked on a movie with him, like, before the strikes, and he was in Georgia. I don't know if he yeah, moved yeah, there, yeah, but it was, like, a rom-com Amazon Prime show. He, no, he's been, he's been a big proponent of getting a lot of the LA mob to Georgia. So, like, I remember Rogan back in the day when he moved. And he was like, fuck Georgia, fucking Will Farrell and all them plebs. Like, like there's a lot of, like, if you actually look, uh, I, like, there's some massive fucking names of, like, moved there and are trying to, like, swear things. But, yeah. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia's like the third coast at this point. I mean, they have $500 million tax incentives. I moved there from Texas to Georgia. I work in the sound department. 
And yeah, I mean, that most of what you see in terms of like American content, theater content or straight to streaming, uh, 75% of it probably moves to Georgia at, at minimum. And Tennessee is building a wall. I'm just <laughs> all right. Fuck that. Don't come up this way, dude. Hey, hey. I've told you though. I've told you this all before, right? That what's happening in America is the most important battle in the world. Like, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Fuck, I don't. I'll die on this hill. That America is the most important bastion of fucking freedom in the world right now. You look at all the countries that were neutered by getting their guns taken away. A, a, a gun behind every blade of grass is not a fucking, it's not an oxymoron. The, the, the whole thing about the militias and about you guys being armed and every that is, dude, the entire world should follow the fucking US model. But you haven't got it right, that's the only problem. So this is a great segue into the next part of the title. Uh, and, I, and we can always go back to other conversations as well. But I did want to bring up DAO governance or decentralized governance or whatever fucking narrative, picture, frame, however you want to like put it up on the wall uh, and words you want to use. I do want to talk about governance in the Cosmos ecosystem. Uh, we, you know, we're talking about it right now in a general sense uh, in regards to the U.S. Uh, and abroad. Um, how do you guys feel about DAO governance? Like, keep it 100, by the way, too. How I don't, do you I, I, first of all... Tank, first of all, I'm going to precursor this, and I'm going to shut up after this, actually, and listen to other people's opinions. I think you've got to separate it. I think you've got to separate it by, like, you know, L1 governance versus, like, you know, DAP governance uh, versus, and, and at the, like, client level or whatever, versus, like, say, like, pleb fucking governance, like, record yep. down is, like, the community-driven sort of... So, like, yeah, I think with governance, we're going to have to, like, segue, you know, between the I, different, like, if that makes sense? Yeah, I agree, Robo, because there's, there's, there's the chain governance, and then there's protocol governance, but then you have, you know, you have a situation like osmosis where, like, the chain governance is dominating the main protocol governance. But, like, you know, when you talk about DAO, DAO governance, like, you know, within the NFT ecosystem... You know, you have the on-chain governance, but then you have the actual, you know, if you want to form an NFT DAO, that's that's a whole separate thing. So it's it's different layers, kind of like what Robo is saying. Yeah, there's a lot of, just from tooling perspectives, I mean, there's a lot of facets to this. There's like the actual act of like doing governance and proposals. There's the tooling that's available. It's still, in my opinion, limited. It's fringe for, for finding out best practices. But there are some interesting structures, man. Like you can tie governance, like uh, chain governance, into DAO governance, which they kind of did with Sale DAO by making uh, the Osmosis governance module veto or on like anything that can be a sale. Um, so there's some pretty interesting, like, dude, if you want, like, Migaloo, for example, I think it'd be great if we get all the participants from a DAP perspective into an alliance DAO, you have like sub DAOs from each one as ambassadors that enter into an alliance DAO and we work towards creating public goods. And we, that's the ultimate goal. And we incorporate new people as they come along, DAPs, and we work towards what does the chain need? How do we facilitate public goods like block explorers, APIs, like all of those things. And it's nothing new. We're standing on the shoulders of giants, but in solved derivative, but we can build better rails. And I think we could also work on new types of formations. And I think that's where I 
I think is interesting to look at is just there's definitely new ways of organizing that I think we're still kind of exploring via Dow tooling and Dow governance. Love it, love it. Yeah. I, I do want to give you a little bit of feedback, Mike. I don't know what it was. Or sorry, I, I just wanted to say I don't know if it was just me, guys, but Mike, there was some kind of like weird ring when you were speaking. Was it was it just me, guys, or was it? I'm on I'm on an airplane. Oh, my that's bad. What exactly what it sounds like. Okay, I, I heard <laughs> it as well. That's okay. Sorry, yeah, guys. I just I just kind of can can I kind of say on this matter? Me one second. Wait, well, sorry, uh, I'm muting myself. Right, like chain governance. By chain, we mean like L1. Chain governance must always, always have actions tied to it so that when that prop is executed or not executed, depending on the community sentiment, you know, there needs to be an execution of an action that will do something. Whereas like lower down the scale with the more community DAOs, you can have like props that are just like gauging like sentiment or blah blah blah. You, you, like you know what I mean? But you can't you can't gauge sentiment on a chain level. A chain level, once something is like yes or no, it must have an action and it must be executed, if that makes sense anyway. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Does but, that make um, sense? Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Oh, no. Yeah, I I I think I think I get what you're saying. Hey, real real quick. Um Tank, check your DM. I, I'm gonna probably jump. I think that the way the white whale call starts in about uh seven minutes. So I'm, I'm gonna why jump do over they there. always do their call when I'm doing my call? I'm gonna it's have it, to talk with those 10 motherfuckers. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Eastern on Thursdays, pretty much every other week or every God week. Damn so. it. I'm gonna have to talk with those motherfuckers. <laughs> but, anyways, this is this has been a great conversation. But yeah, back to the point the Dow governance, it's it's a whole different level. I I think DAO governance can be, I think we've talked about this before, you can get voting fatigue just like anything else. I, I think I think crypto governance, chain governance, all of this is the same as, as it is in real life. You have some people that are kind of really into it and want to be involved. You have other people that only vote like once every four years at a main election and, and half the time they don't even know half the candidates they're voting for. So I think that's kind of what we've got going on here in web three it's like some people just don't want to be involved and checked out and they just want to trade you know they just want to trade nfts or they want to trade meme coins and they don't care which validators are behind the scenes controlling you know you know the the big decision and that's okay i guess you know it, it's kind of like a reflection of, of what's going on in irl you know mayor before you jump i know you got to jump soon um it, it sounds like and, and is it safe for me to assume that you're of the opinion that on-chain governance isn't as effective as it's painted out to be. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, well, well of course it isn't. I mean, wait a minute, Mia, I'm not going to interrupt. I'm going to say anyone that would say different would be a fucking idiot. So like, like, no, it's not effective tank. It's not sexy. It's hard fucking work. To get governance through, you have to go knock on doors and be a politician. It shouldn't be like that, right? Let, if, if people, let me, let me ask you this then. Let me kind of expand on this too, because I I agree. Um, it's it's somewhat love larping. Like we're kind of like <laughs> we're kind of larping this whole governance uh thing. Uh, at least the way that it's been framed, like recently or the, over the past years, in regards to the Cosmos ecosystem, I would say. Um, 
do you think that on-chain governance is the I'm trying to frame my question correctly. Do you think on-chain governance um, is effective when it comes to being a profitable business, trying to run a profitable business? And the reason why I ask that is for a couple of reasons. But one is because we're seeing these these um, development teams that are producing the tools for on-chain uh, governance like DowDow uh, and Enterprise and whatnot kind of paint that picture where they want to push it towards, you know, eventually they want companies and even even uh, countries to be running their structure on, like, you know, DAOs. Um, is that yeah, but actually can, can really every organ- effective? Because companies yes. are, are, like, co- companies in general uh, are for profit. Unless you're, like, specifically a nonprofit organization and, you know, whatever, you're getting all these subsidies and grants and you get your your funding in, in different than custom ways when you're a for-profit private business do you think it's effective in in running your organization through dow governance yes and no right yes and no you, because you have to be able to create a system that doesn't have the bottlenecks and the choke points in your org and like what, however you do that and whatever whatever you, actions you take to get to that point is, like, up to you. But, like, there is a feasibility of having an org. That's what we're doing with Reclips there. We're trying to figure it out, you know, we're making our own way. But, like, yes and no. I, I, like, what you're saying makes perfect sense. But on the other hand, I'm like, now the broad's bullshit. Like, Dow governance No, I get what you're saying. It's a, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because, like, you do want to... You want to increase uh, productivity and <sighs> I'm trying to, again, I'm, I'm at a loss for words or something, but I get what you're saying because I think DAOs and the tooling that we currently have been exposed to do serve a really good purpose for specific um, means, for specific entities set up in specific ways. And you're absolutely right. It's all dependent on how you set up your infrastructure on the tooling that we currently have, right? And hopefully things develop more and become available where you know we can actually elaborate on that um and and that's great hey guys is my mic is my uh, mic no, still shitty if it is i want to that sounds way better okay so uh, to speak on that I, we're figuring it out right and i don't currently i don't think it's in a position where in its current form can scale not to nation states maybe small companies i'm coming from the ophir down perspective it's definitely not efficient. There's there's a couple things that I think could be better. I think the implementation of role DAOs, where specific things are imbued to a, a person with certain limitations that can act on behalf of a larger organization, is going to be huge. I'm working on a structure that kind of gets around this a little bit through an operational multi-sig that can remotely manage a, the treasury of the main DAO without the assets having to leave the main DAO. And then on top of that, I think what is huge, and I, I know from a card, and the Cardano land, one thing they have that I think is cool that would be nice in our world is Marlowe, visual-based fucking programming. It, it will help so much because there's so much I want to do. And yes, can I go learn Rust? Absolutely. Do I have the time? Uh, not no, enough. Yeah, ne- so never. <laughs> one of the one of one of the frictions is like I have ideas. I know enough that I could create something 
but the friction of creation is of one thing that holds us all back. Points, great points. Rubble, go ahead. Yeah, man. I'm going to be very honest here because I've kind of like been thinking about this a lot. You know, multi-sig DAOs, because you're creating the multi-sig and these are trusted individuals, it shouldn't really be a problem, even though there are historical examples, mind, with like DAO, DAO and stuff like Payne Race where there are problems, not getting votes across and having to put up votes again. Pretty much, if it's a multi-sig or a token-based DAO, like maybe you might not have like that many problems, but certainly if it's going to be an NFT DAO, one thing that you're going to have, and this is what I think a lot is escaping a lot of people, is this. You have to create your DAO. And if it's not working, right, in regards to getting enough people to make quorum and blah, blah, right, and you need to change the process, but you can't even get the quorum to change the initial process to make that process like more like easier in the future, you're going to encounter problems. And I think, Tank, this is what we're going to find is that like DAOs are going to come in and they're going to set the quorums and the thresholds of this and this, turn re-voting off and blah, 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 and all this bullshit, right? And you know what? They're going to get locked out their own DAO. They're not going to be able to change anything because they're not going to be able to make the numbers. Like, people are going to have to be very fucking careful about what they do with that. Yeah, oh. you, you can you can definitely fuck it up and lock yourself out. And, oh, I mean, see, current best practices that I'm seeing are that people generally, main DAO is left to much bigger decisions that are that don't need to be speedy, like, you know, uh, gov times. And then most people are opting for the multi-sig, like three of five, five of nine. But it has its own friction. So, like in Ophir, one of the frictions we have is that man, we do the we do buybacks or we buy assets, and it's a multi-step process. And we're doing some of this via interchain accounts. And currently, it's just it's very hard to do multi-step processes where you're basically trying to predict the future state of the chain. Like, hey, I want to claim, I want to swap, I want to send. You have to predict the future state of the chain. And then hope that the chain doesn't change, like the market conditions don't change so much that by the time your proposal goes through, you're screwed. And that's where I think they need to implement things like rolldowns, where like a specific individual within a department is imbued the right to do something, but also with like a veto council, which is other things I'm proposing, that are policing the DAO or the department and can say, nope, you can't do that. Or, hey, if you do do that, we're going to remove you from your role. And so the role itself is imbued with the things that the person inside of it can do. So well, I, there's, so Mike, there's a lot. And, Mike, hear me out here. Hear me out. Because this is like a controversial thing. And I've already spoken to like Dow Dow about this, right? Personally. We, we, Sub-Dows shouldn't even be a thing. I don't think there's any need in this industry for us to even have a thing that is labeled as a sub-DAO. You have a DAO that is then recognized by another DAO. The weird thing is as well, right? Nor and them, they keep calling them, you know, parent DAOs and child DAOs, blah, blah. Like, the child doesn't get to pick the parent, right? We recognized Reclips as a sub-DAO, but they didn't even have any say in the matter. Hmm. 
So I mean, just well, typically, well, typically, you create the sub DAO within the DAO, and the DAO is creating their own sub DAO, and then they recognize it. No, 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 so, no, no. You don't have to do that. Every listen, every single DAO can be an independent DAO, and it can just be recognized. And then you can talk about well, what, what, it, what, it, what it, well, what it gives if just in terms of structure is if the sub DAO or whoever wants to change things, it it does allow for the main DAO to reach in and and, and move but through it does, them. It does as a sovereign DAO. It does like like that's what I'm trying to get across to people is that listen, listen, if you think about it like hardcore Mike, right? No DAO needs to create a sub DAO. Uh, somebody who you know whoever and then they're going to bring on members you can go and create a DAO. you can have that backbone structure solid of that DAO, and then a parent can come in and recognize it if it's valid and then, then grant all z and everything else like that if like logically and i've been through this for fucking months nobody can tell me that there needs to be a reason for uh, a, a sub DAO structure can, can I give you? Can I give you a reason? Oh, come on, man. Can I give you a reason? Here's just here's a particular example. Let's say a multi sig is going rogue, and they're not a sub DAO. You, the main DAO, can't remove any members from there. As a sub DAO, you can, and the main DAO can reach in and say, "Hey, no, you're acting not in our best interest, and we're going to remove you." Yeah, but you didn't have to create a sub DAO to do that. You could have created a DAO and then just give it the authorization. Is what I'm saying. I'm taking off. I'm taking off. I'm on the air. I've got to go. Sorry, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm to get it air. <laughs> see, see, Tan, this is the thing about DAOs. I think we've been seeing this for a long time. The acronym of DAO is dead. Yeah. Like guys, okay. let's get... Ah, it is. Guys, what are we talking about? We're talking about... It's up to you what the D stands for. It's either delegated or distributed. It means the same thing. Distributed or delegated. Right? Systems of trusted responsibilities. DS or TR. It hasn't even been a thing. It's not even a thing, but it is going to be a thing. Like, get with the program is that if you don't understand that DAO is all about allocating responsibility to trusted entities, you're never going to run a DAO in a, in a sub DAO system. There has to be a level to where we go, right, okay. Why Why should everybody be bothered about fucking staking? There's 200 people in the DAO. There are 200 people in the vote to fucking stake or restake. No, they don't. Is there an entity? And that's what I mean about it has to still a trusted entity. And it's... People think DAOs mean, oh, there's no trust. Bullshit. Like, that's absolute horseshit. Like, get with a program and understand that DAOs take, like, people to make them and create them and fucking build them and, like... Yeah, there's always going to be that person, structure. that human, uh, uh, human exactly. factor. Exactly, Tank. Yeah, hey, you get it. Human... I, you know, and uh, to be honest, um, I do kind of want to dip into this. We don't have to, but there, obviously the reason why I bring it up is because, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of it uh, on the Juno Operations Department uh, or just basically being a member of uh, one of the sub-DAOs within the charter for Juno. Um, you know, it's my humble opinion that we're seeing a lot of uh, inefficiencies or problems or however, whatever you want to label it as when it comes to the current structure that we're in right now. Uh, and I think, I think, unfortunately, and I'm not, you know, trying to, I'll just kind of generalize things. I think a lot of people 
who are very talented, very competent individuals in their own rights, in their own respective niche, um, you know, ways. Um, uh, unfortunately, in my humble opinion, uh, getting kind of, uh, uh, they're getting the wolves kind of like slowly pulled over their own eyes. It's kind of weird because like, I feel like it's happening on their own accord. Um, and, and they're kind of like getting this miss in my humble opinion, miss, um, inappropriate, uh, thought of what the charter was like for some reason or another, uh, I think the focus has become like, we're, we're running this in a fair and, and like everybody like is, is accountable kind of way and stuff like that. Where in, in my regards, the reason why I've been bringing up what I've been bringing up when it comes to the charter and like proposing that we actually have a chair of sorts is because, you know, not, not to, not to go against the charter or anything like that, but actually fulfilled what the charter was designed to do in its first place. In my humble opinion, the charter was designed not to block streaming or centralizing power or trust, as you would, as you're saying, Robo, um, it was in, established to ensure that conversations and details would be shared to the community in a proactive and transparent manner. That's what DAOs were meant to do. Was to was, and that's what blockchain was meant to do in its essence. Right? Was just to uh, to to give the available uh, resource of being transparent to the uh, to the participants, uh, you know, that are there, not to take away, like I get, you get benefits and stuff like that. Like, you know, trust lists and these key frame frameworks are, are, are hype words that people like to throw around. I get it. They're there, but it wasn't necessarily to like not to, to, to not be trustless. There has to be trust, uh, in, in a lot of situations. And so I wanted to actually kind of, uh, if you guys don't mind, go into that and kind of explain myself because I think even my, my peers, who are on some of the sub DAOs and even, you know, definitely some of the community members um, have reached out to me personally uh, and both socially as well, stating their opinions about things. I want to be absolutely clear. I'm not against the charter. I'm not against the, the parameters and, and guidelines and, and bumpers that we put forth into in, saying that any member and every member that is operating on behalf of one of these sub DAOs should be, uh, conduct themselves in a professional and proactive, transparent way at all times, right? That's, that's what we were aiming to do. I'm saying that we lack, as, as it stands right now, the current structure isn't allowing us to be competitive, competitive enough to grow. Uh, I don't view Juno as a social governance experiment. I hate that. I view Juno as a business. And in business, it's been my humble experience for many, many years that you either have a golden apple that speaks for itself, like a product that can't be denied. You have customer service that outshines the rest uh, in, in, in your competition, or you're quick enough and responsive enough to outpace your competitors out there that are doing similar things. Juno has many, many competitors, many competitors who can outpace us, uh, who can basically outbid us, and who have very similar, maybe not, maybe not a complete uh, similar apple to us, but very similar apples as well. Uh, and so we can't be bogging ourselves down with this framework, in my humble opinion, until until we get to a better place. And that's why I'm saying, you know, trust needs to be like robots. What you're saying, trust needs to be given uh, in order for us in this environment 
to be competitive as a business and grow Juno uh, and Juno's network uh, and worth uh, if we're if we're really being serious about it. So a lot of people like they've come out of the woodworks and I, I feel like they're trying to headhunt me, but I think you got I think many of them have um, the understanding of what the charter was meant to do. The charter was meant to do this, in my humble opinion. It wasn't designed to block streamlining or centralizing power. It was it it was there to actually transparently, uh, uh, proactively and transparently establish uh, better powers. Anyway, crypto dungeon. Yeah, yeah I mean, show, if you don't have a central leadership, power. there's going to be fighting and arguing, and there's not going to be a, a stable direction. So it has to happen. I think the concept of having a decentralized government is awesome, except in principle, it's not going to work unless every single person on that team is aligned perfectly. You need someone to steer that. and it should be someone the community trusts. And yeah. once that happens, people are going to come back to build. I, I'm sure of it. Well, I mean, but I, I agree with that, but it's, you know, and I, I do want to kind of uh, address another pushback that I've been getting a lot. And I, you know, I'm just doing this so that again, I can be proactive and transparent with everybody uh, involved in Juno. Um, a lot of people's pushback is like, you know, we're all adults here. We can be reasonable and we don't need a leader telling us what to do. It's kind of hypocritical and funny because like in traditional governance and traditional business, the framework has always been that there are worker bees and somebody that you report to, right? Like most of us are adults. We even, even people that, you know, we have um, our own businesses. Lee, you have your own business. I, I run my own business. Guess what? I still report to somebody above me. That's called the government. Uh, and even in government, you know, they actually have these structures to where there's always somebody above you. The way that we're currently running Juno right now, uh, and this might not be the best um, analogy to it, is I kind of look at it as like we, we have these centralized bodies that, yeah, we were voted by the people for. But like in many regards, like you can almost kind of view it as like maybe the SEC or the FBI or CIA, where there's like nobody holding them accountable into what they're doing. They're just kind of like doing whatever the fuck they feel is best. Uh, at the current moment, and like, you know, it, it's it's not efficient, it's not productive, and it's definitely not quick enough for us to outpace or or, or be competitive with our competitors that are out there. Uh, in my humble opinion, um, and you know, it's not maybe not the best analogy. Uh, I admit that because again, it's you know, a lot of those are self-appointed with the SEC and all this other stuff, and you know, with the CIA and all that stuff, there is a little bit of oversight. But let's be let's be absolutely clear: a lot of those just run fucking by the seat of their pants and it, it kind of sucks. Um, so like, yeah, I just want to kind of give pushback to people. Like if you're an adult and you, and you know, you're a professional, uh, you have a job or a career, you still have a boss, right? It's no different. It is absolutely no different than your regular fucking thing that you're used to already. So like, I don't understand the pushback about people saying like, oh, we don't need a, I'm not saying we need a dictator. The person that gets elected to a chair position needs to have proven themselves both socially and financially in the past to be competent enough to work in a bipartisan way to reach a productive and potentially profitable uh, uh, agreement uh, in situations that get presented to them uh, going forward for the Juno Network. That's what I'm saying. We need a leader in that sense. I'm not saying we need a king or a hero that has uh, like, you know, uh, overarching power to just like cut the heads off at will and make any decision they want. 
they have to conduct themselves in a prode- uh, professional manner and, a bar- and, and be, again, like I said, proven in many different ways uh, to conduct themselves in, 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 a, in a profitable and, and productive light, both socially and financially for Juno. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, I just kind of want to address those kind of things. Uh, I think it would be extremely beneficial for the charter to adopt an elected, that's the key difference there, an elected chairman that yes, does have some, some power, uh, to be honest with you, because even now, like a lot of people, when you elect people, you're entrusting them with representation, right? To, to represent you as an individual or a citizen, if you want to go into what you already know in, in the regular world, right? You're, you're electing those people to represent you in the best possible way because one, you don't have time to keep up like they do, or two, they have better uh, um, chops in regards to what they're dealing with compared to you, right? So like when people are like, oh, you know, what, we, we're not trying to give power to just one entity. That's ridiculous. You definitely want to do that. Instead of like saying that you know all be and, and you can do all, we're not all Renaissance men. And I and actually to be honest with you, being productive in business, like that's why I'll tell you right now, that's why we hire front desk managers, right? Like I own and operate with my wife our business, but I don't want to run the front desk. I also don't want to run the fucking the, the the customer service or the bill collecting and stuff like that. I actually hire people to do those jobs. And then I delegate downward so that we can be productive in the best possible manner. You know, it's, 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 I don't know. I I just don't understand the pushback. I really don't. But anyway, I I do want to, I just want to clear the air and let people know that that's what I'm, uh, that's what my aim is. And that's what my focus is. Um, (laughs) Lee, welcome to shit show. You actually are going to be uh, going live with the proposal and running for the ops department here soon. Uh, like, do you want to chime in and, and, and yeah, when is that, when does that happen? I, I thought it was supposed to be, I thought it was, I could have been wrong. I thought it was today. I, I thought so too, but I don't know who's going to put it up. They were sort of uh, trying to egg me on and get me to do it. Make, you know, make some kind of mistake at the last second. I don't know what they're hoping for, but um. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. So, got to let the community decide at this point. I, I think there's a lot of energy right now. People want to see Juno come back. Even people that hate Juno really secretly hate it because it hurt their feelings, and they and they loved it at one point. So, I think uh, there's a lot of energy out there waiting. So, if if I can get on, and we can get a, a real leader elected, I really think it's gonna. It's going to go really awesome. We're going to bring a lot of new people in as well as some old people that have left. Yeah, my, my concern is my concern is um, just our timetable to be very to be very blunt and frank with with a lot of people. Um, you know, we the ops department and the, and the members that I've been working alongside with um, have been a wonder to work with. To be to be very frank and blunt, um, you know, they they're very talented individuals, Cristiano, Max, uh, and Demi. Have all been very responsive uh, and and easy to get along with and to and to work towards uh, you know whatever resolution for the issues that have been popping up uh, thus far for us uh, in my experience with them. So I just want to say that they're if if you do get elected, man, they're they're a great bunch. Um, but to go back to what I'm saying about being worried about time, like you know, Juno is running on fumes. It really is. Uh, you know, we're we're doing things. Uh, we've been hosting um, meetings 
you know, as an ops department and kind of like trying to restructure the delegations program uh, so that we can have some sort of uh, revenue uh, model. Um, even with everything that we've been doing, we're still running on really, really fumes if you're being realistic about it. Um, and we need to start actually enacting, uh, you know, situations or at least starting to nurture situations uh, in regards to BD uh, and partnerships and, 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 and you know, our, our neighborhood that we're finding ourselves in in order to actually start uh, massaging in new capital to the general network. And I, I'm really worried that if we keep going down this current path uh, of the slow and steady, which I totally am for, like I get like people have given me again pushback where it's like, we haven't even tried this and that. Like, I'm just going to be real, guys. The operation department has been the only department that has been rectified, like truly recognized and operational. And we're on a test for six months with this charter. And we're still the only ones that are doing things, right? Like, I'm not trying to like throw shade, but like, it's troublesome. It's worrisome, right? Like, yeah, we're getting to this point now, but it's like, and it's not, it's not the, it's not the other subdolls' faults. Like a lot of things, the developer department, we saw, you know, there's, there's stuff that's just kind of out of hand. It's unfortunate. Just we're dealing with it as it comes. Um, but like, I'm just worried that we're not going to be fast enough, quick enough, mobile enough uh, to respond to the market. So Yeah, I mean, the thing I always told you is I function only very well under extreme pressure. I can only be effective under those conditions and I actually suck when it's like in times of peace and everything's going well. I like other people to step up when that happens. But I, I really do think we can get this done if they let us. You know, I don't know how much battle we're going to get, but... Um, I don't even. It. I don't even think. I don't even think it's like a they uh, let us or you know like uh, in regard into 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 that kind of like conversation. I'm not saying like I don't know. Maybe what I'm presenting is not the best. I think it is to be very frank with everybody. Like I really do think this is the best opportunity and best option that we do have. And I, I'm I'm very very um, like I'm going to be very stern about that. Like I I don't think that what we have currently is is sustainable long term i think we'll just bleed out unfortunately before any real progress is made uh that's going to you know be beneficial i'm just, and i'm not trying to fight it i'm not trying to like talk shit about it either i'm here for it if that's what happens i'm a, i'm a, a, a tool of the people i will uphold it my position and work uh as best as i possibly can to uphold you know and do things the way that it's it currently is but that's i'm not going to not say my 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 thoughts you know i i i do think that if we don't do this we are going to bleed out. I, and I, I I, think it's weird to me because it would still be the same structure. It's just people kind of, I don't know. That's like they, they don't want somebody telling them what they should be focused on. They want to just kind of like have free reign to focus on whatever they want to focus on. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. It's kind of baffling to me. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the reason for my epic rant on Discord. And I probably upset a lot of people. And I feel bad about that, but I mean, I, I felt like if I didn't say something, then I was doing the community disservice. So I'm changing my tone now, more positive, and I'm going to really try to work with everyone and and get stuff going. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Chris is here, but what I just want to say before Chris starts, uh, I, I do want to say kind of like maybe clear any uh, lingering thoughts. Like this was me. I've seen. I've gotten so much messages from people. This is not like a collective. Uh, effort by validators 
to like like overthrow the work that we've done thus far. This is literally just me. This is my. This has been my opinion for a long, long time. Um, and this was me that that introduced this. It was nobody else. This is Crypto Tank from the Ops Department that that pitched this thought process about about you know a chair and stuff like that. This is nobody else's thing. This. So I, I just wanted to make that clear. And also, I I you know I wish the best of both. Every well, all all department members or all department members that are running right now, little D yourself. Uh, I try to be very neutral uh, in, in those regards. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to say that as well. It just kind of is what it is. But I, I can't like play this puppet role and and sit here and and not act uh, in 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 a manner that I think is the most beneficial for the Juno network. I, I just I, I refuse to. I'm not going to sit quiet anymore. Anyway, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Hey, what's up, guys? And I just wanted to second your opinion, Tank. <clears throat> I think a lot of people feel the way you do. And I think that uh, if you want to see it on the right track, you need someone to guide the ship. Uh, there's plenty of examples of other chains who have either a committee or a single person. I mean, Robo just had, what, Terraform Labs CEO yesterday? You think Terra would drive, and you know, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts on Terra as a, as a chain, but there's a reason why Terra always like throw a certain way, uh, not to be a big Cardano person, but Charles Hoskinson. So it's not uncommon to see that. The other thing I think is, is a lot of times, uh, and we've talked about this before, Tank, is you don't always need everything to be on a committee, but if you're going to have a committee, and subcommittees and all these sub DAOs and stuff, you, you need someone to kind of keep them in check. It's like it's like the balances of a power, right? And, and one person is not going to be able to steer you uh, in the wrong direction because the committees won't let them. But I think having like a person to kind of guide the ship is is never a bad thing. And you know, if that person is abusing that, I think everyone's going to see that you can pull that power back and you know cut off you know funding. It's not like they have total control. Like you said, it's not a dictatorship, but you need that kind of like CEO vibe, someone to kind of like push things and be the spokesperson and to guide the, uh, even this, to guide the dialogue, right? To guide the conversation when, when you have disputes uh, on the chain. So I just wanted to second your opinion. And I just want to say there's a reason Auth-Z exists in a DAO. Not everything needs to be a committee. Sometimes you want to hand uh, certain things over to a single person with Auth Z and let them handle it, and then there's checks and balances to pull that power and funding away from them should they abuse it or be dishonest. So that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, I completely, I completely agree. And that's you know that's the aim, that's the focus. And I just kind of the reason I wanted to bring it up, and I'm sorry that gets kind of going into this whole Juno topic thing, but it's very important. It's near and dear to me. I think it's um, you know, not just for Juno people, but it's a, it's a, it's an example that's being set, uh, far and wide in, in the cosmos ecosystem, right? Like regardless if people want to admit or not, they're always looking at what's got, what's happening with Juno. That's why people talk shit. That's why people are always like fucking, uh, active with it because they, you know, it's re whether they like it or not, it's a, it's a great, um, it's a, it's a great example, uh, for people to learn from. Um, but yeah, like, you know, like that, that's, that's kind of the focus. Like the, in my eyes, the chair, would be oh we got ICI here and a speaker the chair would be somebody that is just like your your you know they're still keeping everybody's best interest in mind 
They're working in a bipartisan way uh, on, on both sides of the aisle and in between to be productive and streamline processes and to get the people that are good at what they do to work on what they do, right? Like, let's be real. Developers don't need to worry about governance. They shouldn't have to worry about governance. Comms people should not have to worry about fucking governance. Let them worry about PR and, 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 uh, and the social uh, image, right? That's why you have marketers doing marketing shit. That's why you have developers doing developer shit. Uh, that's why you have ops department and HR doing HR shit, right? Let your people be ran like a traditional business, like an organization, and have that top-down uh, workflow in place so that it can be productive, it can be nimble, it can be hopefully profitable, and people can work towards their strengths. I, it baffles me that people across the boards, it seems like, like think of themselves as Renaissance men. And for whatever reason, think that like they may not be as good as they think they fucking are in a lot of things. Like, let's be real, formalizing uh, relationships and, you know, uh, possibilities when it comes to BD is not everybody's forte. And there's a lot of risk to that. Like, I love Ray. I, I agree with Ray on many, many about 99.9% of things uh, I, I usually agree with Ray about. Um, but, you know, I, and I'm not just like, I'm not trying to headhunt Ray right now. I promise you I'm not. But like, you know, uh, he said the other day when I, when I said something about like missing the opportunity with BetFi, I'm glad. Like, it looks like we did a good job missing that opportunity, but we never actually would have known. And for the, the, the cost to actually engage into knowing, I think cost us. Because who knows though, at the same time, $10,000, which was what the ask was, maybe could have nurtured something profitable. You never know. It's easy to be a hammer. It's easy to see everything as a nail when you're a hammer, right? It's easy to do that. Everything, when, you, when you're just looking for everybody's mistakes in life, it's easy to be right, right? Super easy. But to be profitable, you need to actually go on a limb a lot of times, in my humble experience, which has been many, many years, and you need to take risk. We can't just keep turning away everything because of risk. Risk is what actually makes things profitable. If there was no risk in everything, you would have no return. You wouldn't have a lucrative return. You'd have shit to be very honest with you um you know it's 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 a it's a it's a, a skill set uh that not a lot of people have they like to think that they do because again when you're a hammer everything's a nail but if that's not the case right that that's if if in, in real estate i come from real estate i'm a realtor guys uh retired realtor i'm actually thinking about getting back into it again um but if i turned down everything that had a risk when i was looking at investments Oh, that that foundation looks risky. There's cracks on that brick. Like that doesn't look. There was a flood before they did. You know, the, all of these things are, are are transferable into the crypto space. Like, oh, there was water damage before. They must have not been good. Uh, you know, uh, homeowners before. They're probably hiding something else. That's like the same thing. It's like so they, they these founders or the dev, the dev team or the people in charge of this crypto chain. They fucked up here. They must not be workable with. Like we shouldn't do that. Guys, some of the best ones that I took a risk on and actually nurtured and spent money investing back into it turned out to be some of the most profitable deals I ever made. Some of the most profitable deals and got me to the place where I'm at right now. So it's baffling to me to see people that have not experienced those kind of things talk like they have because that's not the real world. I don't know if anybody wants to chime in on my rants. I'm sorry. I'm kind of, I feel like I'm, feel like I'm ranting now, guys. I'm sorry. If anybody wants to chime in, please, please do. Interchain info up in the house. 
It was a good rant. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the truth, right? Like, a lot of people like to, like, I'm not saying they're LARPing, but a lot of people are getting caught up in this whole LARP mentality of like, you know, they know best, which is so easy to do. It's so easy to do. It's always, you know, easy to hindsight quarterback after the game is played and after you watch the, re- the replays over and over and over, right? It's easy to fucking do that. It's, it's, it's not as easy to form, like, like that we were talking about uh, LSDs and stuff like that, right? With, with sale and, 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 and other uh, entities. Like, look, we can't keep calling out the things that we don't like. Like, there's a lot of things that we should like and that are likable in those kind of relationships with, with sale and with whale. There's also, again, I keep bringing up because they're the most recent ones. There's, there's also been a lot of good things with Asheville, uh, you know, and like, again, like, I'm not saying let's like just throw shit out the window and forget everything and not do any due diligence and not do proper risk management. You guys know me. I'm all about that shit. Right. Uh, you know, but I think there's a way to actually move forward and, and get ourselves into more lucrative positions and not all of them are going to pan out. You know, I'm not guaranteeing that, but I think like if we keep with this mentality where it's like, we have to have nothing but golden bars presented to us or we're not buying it is insane to me. It's, it's absolutely insane to me. I wish more of you guys would jump up. Preach. Yeah. And let, yeah. I would weigh in more, but I, I only was able to start listening for the last half of your rant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's all, I, that's all I'm saying. Like, and you know, I, I don't want to, I, I'm presenting the, the opportunity for a chair conversation. Uh, hopefully that gets actually like, taken serious and, and entertained. I'm um, like, I hope that, uh, my, my peers within, uh, the Juno community, uh, actually really do take it seriously. Cause I'm really do. I'm taking it very, very serious. Um, I'm not going to like, if people nominate me, sure, but I'm not going to nominate myself for it. I'm just not, well, I, already, I, just, I already nominated you, but there's a reason I, I trust you and follow you. I mean, I've been following you for a couple of years here, even before I was into the ecosystem that big, but um, you know, I've met you, I've worked with you. I mean, I, I don't think that you're doing anything that's going to be what's not best for the chain. So, yeah. Well, I mean, and well, what, what I wanted to say is, is I'm not going to, I'm not going to pull my punches anymore. I've been way too nice and I've sat back and I've been, you know, in my box and, and just trying to play the game for far too long. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick about it, but like, I'm going to be very real. If you were nominated for it, I will come at you and, and vet you ask you to prove yourself in many different ways. I'm going to want to see you like be first. Uh, you talking about me? No, anybody. Anybody that gets voted for that chair. I don't, I don't, I don't chair. even want it. Anybody that gets even... voted for that chair. <laughs> Although, that, why not you? If it, Yeah, well, yeah. Well, well see, I, 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 don't, I, would, I would turn it down. I don't. Any, anybody that gets that chair position needs to be doxxed, in my opinion, needs to yeah. show that they are competent and willing to work in a bipartisan kind of way. Uh, you know, and, and not just say it, but I have shown it. And also, I want I want to actually see somebody that's proven themselves in the financial world, not just like talked about it. Like I want to see whatever you've been working on have fruits from your labor. That I'm I'm being dead serious about that. No more fucking larping this shit around. Juno is a business, and I want real motherfuckers to actually start stepping up, not not larping people. Like, I 100% agree. I mean, people that are running really don't have any real life experience, and they want to take all the responsibility, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, the reason I don't want to do it is because I know I would fail, not because I don't have the abilities, but 
I think that you have the trust that you've built over years and I think you're the right one to do it. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do it. I, well, I, it's, it's a dangerous, like, to be honest with you too, it's a very dangerous position because the people that, that are still, um, on the fence about it are the same people that you need to help like work towards, right? Like all these people that are on their respective positions are very competent and, and talented individuals. But for whatever reason, for whatever reason, it seems like are resistant to being organized in, in that kind of manner for some reason. I have no idea why. Because like, if so, I'm just going to, I'm just going to spitball. If I was elected and I was to be put on there, my biggest fear is that when action items get presented to me and, and, or the, the chair says, this is the most important in, 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 uh, in their respective view. Uh, at the current time being, or like, hey, I need to see this, this, this for it to actually, you know, get the stamp of like, of a quote unquote approval, uh, you know, that they wouldn't be willing to do that. Or they, you know, would, yeah, like, you know, like, so that, that that's my biggest fear. It's just like, you could do this stuff and then have everybody that is capable of doing it, just walk away and then, then you're fucked. Right. Honestly, I don't think that's going to happen. Because honestly, I would just bring in, I would bring in people that are just dying to actually like do stuff. Yeah. But, I don't think that's what, I don't think that's what's going to happen, but you know, there's always contingency plans if it does. So, yeah, well, it's, it's not, well, you, you can't even do that though, because like, it's not like the chair actually has over like arching power given to them to where if the charter was dissolved, it's not like the chair would just go, I'm still here. Like that chair would be dissolved too. You would have no power. That you would just go back to the validators on the top set. That's it. They have control. Any proposal gets put out there, nothing happens, right? Because there's, well, if, there's nobody. If people did leave. Fucking... I think they could be replaced pretty quickly. So I, I don't. I'm not really that worried about it. I think everyone wants to do what's best for the chain, but yeah, they're just being stubborn and think that they know better. So I will have to have some kind of election. I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm ranting. I feel like I'm. Uh, people are going to be pissed at me, but I'm just being. I can't sit back and be silent about it anymore. I, it's 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 not good. Well, you, you haven't said anything worse than what I've said, so <laughs> I think I think you're actually still the one that everyone likes and will get behind. There are people that like me. That there's plenty of people that hate my guts right now. So, I mean, I got you 100. percent Yeah. Oh, all right. Let's let's stop. Let's stop ranting about uh about Juno. That's its its own problem. And I I do have a meeting uh tomorrow, which I invite you guys all to uh participate in or listen in on. It's the operations meeting. Um, that again, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to be bringing this up uh during that meeting. Um, but yeah, like I, I will say, guys, it's it's not it's not just that. Like governance fatigue is real too for the participants doing it. Um. I can t- I don't want to speak for anybody, but I can tell you firsthand that it's getting fucking exhausting to always be bogged down by, you know, this this system that's that's at play right now. Um, we need to be able to be more fluid. We need to be able to make relationships, and we need to plant seeds, and we need to make them fast, uh, or else we don't have the capital to keep running into issues. Right? We don't. Uh, we have enough capital. To start seeding a few, hopefully really good seeds and watering them, uh, but 
If not, those seeds are going to go bad too. So I don't know. That's, that's just my humble opinion. I'm not trying to flood it. Um, other than that, guys, actually, I saw Eric come in here. Actually, if you want to pivot real quickly, uh, is, did anybody else get on the AXV? Did you guys buy any AXV tokens with, uh, with Astro Vault? Timmy, did you do that? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. actually, technically, I did on behalf of Spark. So Spark now holds some Astro Vault tokens. Nice, dude. I did too. I did. I did. Uh, I bought actually in many different wallets. To be very honest with you, um, what is the Ash? What is the AXV token right now? What is it right now? I wish. I wish Eric. I saw him come in. Wish he was still here. Because uh, let me see. Let me see. I'm gonna bring it up here. It's at little just underneath eleven cents right now. Just underneath eleven cents right now. Interesting. All right. They're actually they're they're statistic. They're they're exciting, dude. They're really, really exciting. Their um their numbers and metrics and liquidity have been slowly growing. I think they're on their way to peaking up to almost seven mil at one point. I what are what is that right now? Six point eight million liquidity. Um their recent twenty-four hour volume is uh four hundred thirty-nine thousand. That's all-time burned AXV is two hundred eighty thousand. Nice. It's not bad. It's 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 uh actually let me go to the weekly here. Yeah, their weekly liquidity chart looks really nice, really really nice. Gosh, I wish Eric was still in here. I did want to ask him about uh outbid. I think that's a really cool feature uh, on their platform. Did you? Well, you obviously, Timmy. You you use outbid to actually buy yourself some AXV, right? still there yeah what do yeah. you think about it um i think outbids fantastic in how customizable it is so like the only bit of downside or negative feedback that i'd have at all is you know it got to a point where the minimum buy-in was pretty high. So even if you just wanted to participate Are you talking about little, the bonus or when? No, just like as, as you get to each round um, or as the rounds progress, you know, the minimum amount that you're able to put in as a bid grows. So, you know, if somebody oh, yeah. only stumbled across it in round four, you can't just toss 50 or 100 bucks at it. You got to toss 500 or whatever the minimum was at at that point. Yeah. But the reason I don't really consider that a downside, and again, that's the closest I would come to a criticism, is because that's just parameters that they chose for that campaign. If you're going to run something on Outbid as another project for your own token, you can tweak all that so that, yeah, you know, you the minimum buy-in could always be 10 bucks. Yeah. So I think it's fantastic. Yeah. That's, I, I really liked it too. And I, I, I was part of, um, so one, two, three, I don't know. Did I buy any of four? I don't think, did I buy any of four? I don't think I bought any of four. Maybe I did. Maybe I did on one, on one of my wallets. Um, and, you know, I was listening to the feedback and, and people said similar things, but I think like, it, for what their needs were and for what they were trying to accomplish, that was the intent. Uh, and so, like, I totally understood it when, you know, when they were explaining, like, why they did what they did and why the parameters were set. I think it was $100. Wasn't it, like, a minimum of 100 bucks? Do you mean, what, in round one? Yeah, I think, yeah. Not What's sure. I, I wasn't there for round one. I was busy. But probably, given where the price ended up, yeah. 
You know, I won. I won top bidder for round three, or no, round two. See, it's just it's such a heavy. That's awesome, by the way. No, I, I won. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should let me let me rephrase. I won uh, third place for top bidder on sale two. That made it sound like I won the actual top one. I did it. It was third place. Well, congrats either way. <laughs> no, I think it's really cool because like there's layers of gamification. So, for example, that minimum buy-in price, in my eyes, it's most directly associated with the jackpot, right? So you might set a high minimum buy-in price because you don't want people or even people running scripts to like constantly be putting in a dollar just to just to try and be the last person that bid for the jackpot by putting a high minimum, you introduce this sort of risk reward system that people have to calculate for like, Uh okay, it's 500 to buy in, but if no one buys in after me, I might get, you know, a thousand and jackpot rewards or whatever. Dude, somebody walked away with a fuck ton, bro. Yeah. I remember that. Um, What was it? Self four. Yeah. Uh, who, who does it show it? I'm trying to look for it. I don't remember if it shows it or not, but I remember somebody walked off with like $30,000 worth, I think, which was kind of cool. I wish it was me. Was it me? Anyway, anyway. Yeah, no, it's cool. I'm actually, there is a project that nobody here probably knows about, um, but that I've been kind of doing some consultation work for for a while, helping them work out their tokenomics and their system because they're building something super, super cool in that it's actually going to be used like by mainstream players right away. It already is. Um, it's basically a business management platform. So like ERP, CRM stuff. Um, but with like a Web3 sort of tie-in and twist that's pretty abstracted. So you can have Web2 companies that don't really understand Web3 using this to manage their business and sort of seamlessly tapping into a number of benefits that Web3 offers. Um, And the latest development in that is I think we're going to be launching uh, like a pre-sale for their token on Outbid. So outbid nice yeah yeah so you should see some more action on there soon for something pretty unique and it's funny that i was just talking about the flexibility due to how unique and weird their project is which i designed for them so i'm to blame they have like a token that's sort of a soft peg stable coin there's also some soul bound elements it's just a really unique project and given that astro vault or Outbid in particular, is a really cool platform because the way we do the campaign might be very unique and weird too. Like, think of how Outbid worked, and I'm not saying this is what we're doing, but think of all the possibilities as far as, like, you could do rounds that only last, or you could do rounds that last, like, a week each, but only have a 1,000 in each, so they fill up really quick, and the bonus is never that big. You could have one single round that only lasts a short period of time, but is so big, it would never fill out, so it's just competing for that one jackpot. There's all these different directions you could take running something on Outbid to really, like, tweak it for whatever purpose you need. I just think that's super cool. Yeah, I like the I like the idea that you can actually hit different time zones uh, or like different attention spans 
and not always have to do it like like you like like normal like what's like okay you're either in here at this time you're up and you're available and you're ready uh, and you you get in and or you miss it uh with outbid you can literally like they did it actually uh for axb where it's like i think they did they ran uh one and two back to back maybe three as well and then uh number four and five were like the next day so like they kind of like stirred that excitement pot and like people were like ready to go at a different time did you say what the what the project's name was by the way that you're that's going to launch i actually might not have uh lunar space you can find them on twitter they are building on a cosmos chain but one that's not ibc connected um corium <coughs> ah we got corium concepts down there right now oh cool yeah so they're building corium um pushing to get Corium IBC connected and also looking at additional deployments on Archway, especially if the outbid thing works out. Corium is interesting because, now correct me if I'm wrong, I could be totally off right now. Uh, things start getting my eyes crossed after a while uh, in the cosmos. But I think what's interesting with them is like the whole XRP, uh, dare I say, is it a bridge? Um and like being able to actually have that liquidity that's just been sitting around, be honest, in my opinion, stagnant and kind of like just waiting to do something with, uh, be available to the cosmos via Corium. Am I correct when I say that? Like, is that that's that's the goal, right? Or one of the main goals that they're building towards? Say, say the first part again. Sorry, I got a, a message. Corium in. bringing over XRP to the cosmos. Yeah. So yeah, and XRP. I don't fully understand it. I'm, I'm not personally an expert on Corium. Um, I've really been focused on Lunar Space specifically, but yeah, there's a big XRPL tie-in. Um, personally, I'm extremely skeptical. I think XRP is not ever going to be used for anything, but there are tons right. of people I, with I far agree. more money than me. There are tons <laughs> well, of people with far more money than me that disagree. So I think well, it that's is why, cool that's that why I'm saying what I'm saying. I'm kind of like you. I'm kind of like, oh, no. You know, we've been here waiting for a long time, but at the same time, that's what I just said, right? Like, I think a lot of people are, they hold XRP, they've been waiting for a long time. And if you open a door that allows things to happen, like, I don't want to just say DeFi, but allows things to happen with your XRP, like, that could be really exciting, right? That could be actually really exciting. Um, no, I don't, sure. I don't know, but because I, I don't know, like, the ins and outs of, of all of that it kind of flies over my head a little bit, but yeah, that's. I think Corium's pretty. I think, I think any the, kind of integration, synergy, partnership is only positive for Web three. No matter how skeptical I may be about any specifics of right, it, right? right. Like an XRP may become an absolute nothing burger over time, but aside from maybe some wasted development time and resources on it, there's no downside to giving it a fighting chance, to giving your project a fighting chance by working to integrate it if you believe in it, right? Like, yep, yep. I just I, I would love to actually chat with the Corium people one day, um, just see why XRP interests them. Like the Corium concepts, Lunar... I've listened to them before. They hold spaces, man. Reach out to Timmy over here, or, or ICI. Uh, yeah, so like go. Patrick uh, is the founder of Lunar Space, who I work with closely, and part of what attracted him to Corium was this XRP tie-in. Um, and even in my many, many months working with them now, I have not got a clear answer why. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> you, we don't ask questions. Head down. Head down. Uh, well, we actually, no, I've gotten one answer. It, 
they're under the impression XRP is connecting banks and working with banks. That lie is still that's the very one I, prominent. That's the one I always hear. And I'm like, they're oh, yeah? not. They have tried so, desperately, and every bank laughs at them and says, "We're using Chainlink. Get out of our face." <laughs> yeah, I, I keep asking. I'm like, I want to believe it. I honestly, I'm not trying to be a hater or fud because I want to believe it. But I'm like, I'm like, show me where's where's the agreement. If that's the case, show me the agreement that the groundwork is being, you know set forth and nobody does and i'm like okay however I, I will say actually to give credit where it's due all crypto people should respect the xrp team in some respect just for the sec lawsuit business the fact that they had the resources and the drive to see that through the way they did to a favorable end i think will become a very important precedent in future cases and just in general was a good sign for crypto and i don't think there are many teams that would have had the resources to do that no especially at that current time you're absolutely yeah. right i think i think crypto in general owes xrp a fucking huge favor so Honestly, in a weird way, a lot of crypto people, I think, are anti-XRP, thinking it's centralized, and yeah, that could be entirely to, true, but that SEC case was huge, and yeah. Yeah, you need to give them fucking the pat on the butt or on the back or whatever fancies you uh, at, yeah, or, and or you're, if you're a developer, you need to reach out into the XRP fucking world and give them a, a bridge to let them do whatever. If, if it's not banks, reach into there and the fucking say, hey, we got shit that you want to do shit with, because you I think as a whole, we owe them a huge favor. Um, but yeah. Homestead, Alice, Dow, Jacob, I see a bunch of you guys over there. Uh, I don't know if this has been going on for a long, long time. I don't know if you guys are available to talk or would like to talk or jump in. I see Snells and Rigsby. You guys have been here. Madman. Uh, thank you guys for, for listening to us rant. Um, really just trying to get shit off my chest. It's been a while since I've actually ran a really good uh, space, just a kind of like a banter space. I think earlier we had some really good conversations. Unfortunately, I think the Juno rant kind of uh exhausted people i think a lot of people get exhausted when it comes to juno uh it's just the one thing that i'm i'm embedded in right now unfortunately um but yeah yeah we'll see how that fucking plays out right um but yeah if you guys would like to jump up and talk about anything that's catching your guys's eye or bringing some attention to your you know your daily life when it comes to crypto definitely do so would love to hear you guys' opinions about things um saw neutron ripping and coming back down now uh it's up 15.43 percent it was up like 20 percent at one moment about an hour ago uh adam was up into the 10 30 ish range it's coming back down now the cool thing that i'm watching is fucking eth and bitcoin oh bitcoin came back down a little bit it was at no it's it's going up right now actually i'm sorry no 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 it was up i think into 52.3 came down a little bit but still up on the day Ethereum's twenty eight thirty three. There you go, there you go. It's like my, it's like my little child, and I'm like, there you go. You're doing a good job. There you go. Keep going. You can do it. I've had you for so long, just sitting there. You can, you can pedal that bike. Don't crash. <laughs> do you have any ETH, Timmy? Or is it all chain link? No, I do. Um, I mean, I need, I need ETH to use for gas when i stake chain link so you know got a little <laughs> no i run i run every single real world purchase i make through my venmo credit card because it gives me two percent back in ETH. so i just have a little ETH bag that grows from from that i miss my cards dude 
Yeah, anybody who's not using a card that gives you cash back in crypto, like it's the, it's the easiest, most mindless DCA type of strategy. Is there any other cards right now other than that card? I know I know a lot of people that actually use that Venmo card. I used to be honest with you. Uh, I want to bring up and uh, bring bad vibes to everything, but when BlockFi, BlockFi, dude, I still Blockfi have the black their, metal card I with the it. Bitcoin logo on. I it. still have it. I refuse to get rid of it because. It was like my prime. Whenever I would go buy something for the real estate uh, properties that I have, I would literally I would buy it on on that card. Every it was. Yep. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It was great, great. Plus the card itself is just cool. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> a conversation started. Be like, what is this? I, I purchased something. People were like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, yeah hand someone a card. First they notice it's metal. Then they would look yeah, and it's a Bitcoin, Bitcoin logo. On it. yeah, yeah, and you'd see this double take. Like, <laughs> it was great. I was like, yeah, I'm that fucking DJ. I, I think does Coinbase have a card? I they might they, have one. Coinbase? Oh, Crypto.com, duh. They have yeah, Crypto.com does. Yep. Um, I just have? use Venmo because I don't, I don't know. Everybody Easy has Venmo, that's why. Hey, guys. What's up? I had a, a quick question for Timmy. Uh, yeah, he brought up taxes and, and uh, previously on this space and um, talked about using a, a credit card. Do you, do you find it to be worth the hassle to submit taxes for when you are earning crypto off your credit card? I used the Coinbase card for a while and you know it's just a total pain in the ass, you know, one spending stables. Yeah, you know, they send you your your list of transactions and then all the rewards off of um your transactions, you know, they're just so small, yeah, you know, most of the time. So I was wondering if you actually find find it useful. I definitely report all of that stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why sure. do I feel like you're not telling the truth? <laughs> Cuz there's fucking only 24 hours in a day and what the IRS wants is literally impossible. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said it. This is a recorded space. I definitely record everything. <laughs> I think I think if you're an average user, best faith efforts are fine. Like as long as you're reporting major buys, major sells, major trades, like, you know, if, if you have a little DeFi protocol you forgot about that, you know, gave you a couple dollars over a month or you have a card that's spitting out, you know, a hundred, couple hundred bucks over a year. Absolutely not financial advice. You do your own thing. But um, I do think it's worth prioritizing things and not lumping them all together in your mind. I, I don't know. In general, the system is not figured out yet for anyone, right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I I use the Coinbase card for uh, a few months, and then you, I stopped using it around tax time when they sent me my my transaction. I was like, holy shit! You know, I didn't even think about you know earning you know fractions of a cent on each transaction. You know, it's technically an an earn. You know, whereas my credit card is you know like three percent back on gas, six percent back on groceries. One thing I'll, stuff like I'll that, shout so. out in that regard. Um, that's why I switched from restake to yieldmost. The yield way most re- the shit. Yeah, the way you restake does. I love restake. Love Tom. Love EcoStake. But the way that their code works is if you run your account through like stake.tax or something like that at the end of the year. Let's say you're with a validator that's compounding hourly. You have a transaction to report and like log every single hour. Um, whereas Yieldmost compounds your rewards without ever creating a taxable event. So there's a shout out for 
people who are worried about that side of things. Again, yield most is the shit. They also make really good fucking t-shirts. I swear to God, dude, every single time I was just wearing their fucking shirt the other day. I kid you not. This is such a funny story. Anytime I wear this, like it's usually, I get it from adults as well, but it's usually like little kids. Timmy, you, you might've saw it. They actually gave it to me when we were at NFT national. I, I got one as well. Yeah. yeah. Actually, and then on the bottom, it says compound that shit. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I love it. I wore it two days ago, actually. <laughs> I, yeah. Every time I go, I like, I'll be out and about, I was in a Walmart with my kids. And uh, some little, some other little kid came walking up to me. He wasn't little. He's was like fucking nine or whatever. Uh, and he was like, cool shirt. And his mom looked up at me. And he I got was like, like oh. an astronaut on it and all these Yeah, but words. like at yeah. the bottom, it has these swear words. It's like, come pound that shit. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks a lot, bro. <laughs> Don't look too closely. <laughs> I love it though. That that shirt is is fucking, and, and I get like hardened people too that, lo- that love their merch, dude. Uh, but yeah, even better than the merch is their, their, their fucking protocol or their. Hey Tank, I got a drop to take a call, but, um, no, why do if you you're somehow have still calls? going after that, I'll pop back up, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. If snails want to stick around, I don't think people want to stick around if it's just me, but yeah, definitely, man. You have too many calls, by the way, stop being important. <laughs> snails, what's going on with you though, buddy? Are you still, how's things, how's your project going? How's everything going? Oh, everything's going good. Just uh, sent some interchain info resources over to um, interchain info and started using um, threads by Gelato and posting, you know, Stash has their own social feed as well. So started using them and, you know, the uh, the threads is really cool. Um, the fees are kind of high, I think, for for usage. But, you know, currently our our content's been getting tipped, you know, so that's nice to kind of offset those. What are their fees right? like right now? uh to like make a post it's two archway so 36 cents to to post something really? so well um, but but they're, they're working on changing it yeah i was gonna say that isn't it changing yeah hopefully so yeah i think the, the threads ideas um is interesting you know we just launched uh, a validator selective selection video we have our, our discord bot uh that's live yeah i need to update it with kind of our our commands that'll be a, a public good you know way for communities to invite the bot to distribute content um yeah that's up to date to newcomers into the ecosystem so you know, it's good to have that that live and um you know a few communities are interested in in inviting it so um yeah everything's going good you know i don't really look at our sales a whole lot you know, it'd be nice to have a couple more, but yeah, you know, we're we're plugging along, and um, you know, I think we sent out eighty five dollars of um, of stars. You know, one thousand one hundred thirty three stars out to our content creators for the month of January. So you know, that amount amount is nice and you know appealing for people to to uh, make contributions to our project. So everything's going good here. You know, it just need need more time, and um, yeah, time's the the struggle for everybody. Uh-oh. Nice. I see Homestead over there. Homestead, are you active? Do you want to, you have a moment? I lo- like, I, I've been trying to, I've really been wanting to pivot on into like NFT activity uh, in this space. Obviously Homestead is a, is a, uh, I don't want to say advocate. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, ambassador. Ambassador. Started with an A. I was like, God, I'm losing my mind right now. Uh, so and I wanted to see how all that's going. Um, but yeah, man, like I really want to get into the whole NFT. Guys, actually, here's, here's one thing I want to bring up. Kind of controversial. If you guys don't want to answer, I get it. But I, I, I'll 
going to be very real. This is where it's coming from. A lot of people have been asking me uh, my opinion. And I don't know why. It just seems to happen right now. But I'm, I'm not going to name names. But I kid you not. I've had like four or five people send me DMs over the past week. In this specific question was, what do I think about Passage and Strange Clan? Uh, how are you guys feeling about Strange Clan and, and Passage and, and, and what they're doing over there? Like, I won't get into why. Maybe, maybe I will. I, depending on what, how you guys answer. But like, how, how, do you guys, how do you guys view Passage and Strange Clan and what they've been building and what they've been doing recently? That'd be a conversation for my personal account, not from the snails. Yeah, I was account. gonna say. I think I don't think nobody's gonna answer. <laughs> uh, I, I like Passage. I like Lex a lot. Um, you know, I love the the vision of creating, um, you know, your own worlds and everything. Um, yeah, you know, I love that they have a lot of use cases for Akash. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think there's, you know, stuff eventually snails can do. Um, over there and you know build a world uh personally i'm not too big on you know kind of like the tokenomic model that you need to have like x amount of tokens to unlock features you know the the pay-to-play model um yeah so i think they have some things to tweak um yeah i don't own any strange clan you know something i i wanted to buy a bunch of but um yeah i'd like to see the the video game go live and you know some of these other features that that we've been looking forward to but yeah as far as um yeah, their progress. Yeah, I like Lex a lot, and uh, you know, trust his vision for you know things to work out. Yeah, I really, I really. That it's kind of the same. I'm not calling you out on it, but I'll be honest. I gave the same vanilla answer, kind of, <laughs> to the people that were asking me. And I was like, because I actually, I actually do hold. Um, I thought was quite a bit of uh, uh, Strange Clan Town One, Town Two NFTs. Uh, not a lot, not a like under like crazy and godly amount, but uh. I do own some and, you know, I've been, I've been supporting the project and, and following them for a long, long time. Um, and I like Lex. I've always had a really good relationship with him. Actually, to be very transparent and honest, I brought up some concerns uh, the last time I was in Mexico. That's how I remember. I don't remember exact date, but it was like when we went to Mexico sometime and I got fucking roasted by the community. I mean, people came out, were sending me DMs like, you motherfucker, don't you talk about Strange Clan. And all this other stuff. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. Um, you know, I was just voicing my fucking, my thoughts at that time. But I, I quickly learned, like, don't you fuck with Strange Clan. People are going to fuck you up. Um, but no, like, and, and, and they came on. Um, I forget who came with Lex. Um, and I mean, no disrespect. I just can't remember because I'm old. Um, but they, at that time, uh, you know, kind of satisfied uh, some of my, my questions and inquiries. Not completely, but they did. Uh, in 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 the vast majority of, of ways, it was acceptable at that moment. But I will say, I'm getting kind of a. Now that people brought it back up, and it wasn't me. I'm again. I'm just being very honest. It wasn't me. This wasn't like some organic thing that came to me. It was people like that sparked this thought process. Uh, and maybe it's because they're doing that, it's making me feel uncomfortable because other people are being uncomfortable, and it's kind of feeding into my 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 fud head. Uh, is I I I feel like I'm getting a little bit exhausted waiting uh, uh you know for for things to be produced like i can't even play the freaking test thing there's not there's not even a thing yet and i've like i don't know i feel like as well like i'm kind of concerned um 
even about like when people bought the NFTs, they're they're fucking. If you guys don't remember, and I gotta give props to them, and because people like to conveniently forget this, like I know bad kids is all the rage and stuff like that, but like to be real, the first hot, hot, uh, in my in my opinion, NFT in the, in the Cosmos ecosystem was the Strange Pride NFT. Those things were going for ungodly amounts, right? False. You said? False. The first one was MetaRats. You're right. I forgot all about that fucking MetaRats. So, I dude. <laughs> I just chime in here real quick saying um, the first one was MetaRats. That's an actual rug that the community's taken over and is trying to keep alive. Strange Clam was next, in my opinion. It when was when the same was time? When was wait? When was MetaRats again? Uh, I want to say December twenty twenty one. Was it? Like, December? You knew, you knew that. Wait, I thought it was. <laughs> so I thought it was more January February twenty one. Um, wait, yeah. wait. Let's get the timelines right. Wait. So it was. It was around that time. But whatever. And when was when was a uh, when was Strange Clam? I was gonna say spring of twenty one, like April. So it was, yeah, okay. Uh, they were right, both I basically like the end of peak euphoria. That is true, yeah. They were, they were both that. like the tail end of peak euphoria. Um, Strange Clan minted on Omniflix, right, for a shit ton of Atom. So I don't hold any because I was new into the Cosmos ecosystem at that time, and I was not minting. $400 or $500 worth of Atom for an NFT. It might have even been more. Um, that was about the same price, I think, for uh, MetaRat. I think it was like $500 or $600 was the total cost. Um, it was like, I don't know, like 125 secret or something. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, and then, and then, oh God, you bring up Scar. See, I want to go into NFT discussion. This is such a fascinating, like, history lesson. We, you, oh. Somebody should do, it's not me, I shouldn't do it, but somebody should do a fucking, like, history lesson of NFTs in the cosmos. I think that would be an interesting one. Super interesting. Anyways, I did want to chime in, Tank, because I remembered when you brought it up a while back. It seemed like, man, when you mentioned that, it feels like that was almost like six months ago at this point. I know time it was a while different. ago, yeah. I know time is a little different here in, in Web3 and, you know, Web3X and stuff like that. But it was a bit ago. And yeah, I remember you got hammered for it. Um, and what do you think, bro? I mean, of course people are going to hammer you for fighting their, like, you know, their incredibly expensive NFTs, whether still, <laughs> there's still at least the specter of building going on for them. Right. So like, there's that hope and right potential still for that. Whereas like everybody, you could FUD the shit out of meta rats. Everybody had given up on that. Right. But like, there is still hope and potential with, um, passage. So obviously, when you brought that up back then, that was going to upset a lot of people, especially because we're we're getting closer to the bull run, and everyone's holding on for that moment, right? Um, so anyhow, I did pin Polkachu interns tweet above because it wasn't you who brought it up this time um, and brought it into the forefront. But that—that's that, right, it was Polkachu, that, that little bastard. That's why I was yesterday, getting so many freaking DMs. Post yesterday was spicy as hell, and it got a lot of reaction. I think. Uh, Golden Ratio did a quote tweet on it, a quote post on it. Uh, Wait, wasn't there? There was somebody that was like, no, 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 no. Like, it was so and funny. There was like, a bunch of people that were chiming in, like, basically the way they got after you, like, shut the fuck up, man. There's no way. 
Um, <laughs> the other thing, and like Polkachu brought this up, and Polkachu is amazing at spicy takes. I love yeah, the yeah. Polkachu intern account. Um, <laughs> spicy takes and also well reasoned takes on governance. So I do sometimes pick Polkachu for delegating for those reasons. But <laughs> just because it's great. <laughs> exactly, right? Like they entertain me and they do a good job with governance as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, I will say right before this spicy take, I want to say maybe not not even as long as over a week ago, right? Like within this last week, there was a ton of the small strange clan community pumping the floor price and pumping that project into our twitter feeds big time and passages pumping right the price of passages pumping the strange clan nfts are pumping and then what happened crypto cedo tweeted about who's gonna buy the first strange clan on stargaze it's people looking for exit liquidity right now with strange clan is my take on it i'm not buying that's what it is pump price strange clans right now no thank you and not even if they migrate to stargaze sons of bitches now i can't sell my fucking strange clans because you said that sons of bitches uh like yeah so like uh, <laughs> bro i'm so a pleb i'm a pleb i don't have the money to be dropping like you know four figures or high three figures on nfts on marketplace i need to try and look for the low value plays that are gonna pump so you know and i need to like the art too strange clan doesn't really appeal to me yeah, well, it's, it's so, okay. And I'm going to bring it up again. Here's my thing. And it's, it, it got fucking, he just rekindled my, my questions. My biggest thing, even back then when I brought it up, was the, like I was trying to allude to just a second ago, was when you bought, like when you got, when you were pitched earlier on to buy the Strange Clan NFTs, Town 1, Town 2, yada, yada, yada. You were being told this, 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 this narrative of like, yeah, you're funding the game uh, development. You're going to get this access. This this is going to privilege you to get that, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, but then you, it was like the passage token airdrop, right? Because the whole thing in the game is when you needed this, uh, like Snails was saying, you're going to get these tokens to purchase things in the game and you can build things and do this, all this other stuff. And then their platform, like their social platform, started really getting more attention. And it kind of was like the token shifted into not the game anymore, but also into the use case of their platform, right? For facilitating meetings in, and this on, on in-world experience, I don't know how to explain it, in-world experience kind of thing, whatever, whatever, like virtual experience, meeting facilitation mechanism, whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, fucking, you know, that's kind of cool. But then I started recognizing like it was all tied together. So I was like, wait, is the game feeding the development of, is the, is the sales feeding the development of the game? And is the, game funds being used to facilitate the build of this platform and how is that platform going to come back into the game and then how is that in turn going to come back to the people that first originally bought these nfts and it just really didn't it started getting like really diluted for me and it really didn't make any sense because i'm a social like streamer right like i i, I know how it works in in a traditional manner like you need people to stream and and you're going to reward them they're saying to stream and use their platform what what token are you going to use it's the same token passage token that is used in the game and then it's the same thing that's used for governance and it's like it all started getting diluted to me and i was like wait what the fuck is happening 
And that's where my questions were coming from back then. And still now is kind of becoming yet again. My question is like, wait a minute, where's the development of the game? Where's the game launch? Like, I want to just, I wanted to play the fucking game. That's why I bought it originally, uh, was to play this game to support the game. And now I can't even fucking, where's the game? You know? Yeah, I know, man. It's, this continues to be a thing that's maybe a bit of an issue for the NFT space, right? Is these GameFi NFTs. Um, how many, how many, like, let's leave um, Strange Clan out of this, right? Because I'm going to give Passage and Lex benefit of the doubt that they're real builders same, and they're still same. working. I, I want to do that too. Right? I want to be absolutely clear. I do want to do that here yes. because it does seem like there is still real work of some sort going on. And I'm not active in that community. So it's not fair for me to really judge, right? Other than the few bits of info I get on my Twitter feed, on my X feed, like that kind of stuff. You can make an opinion, but if you're really going to be out there, you know, forcing your opinion on people with just that little information, that's not great. So anyways, let me leave them out of it. But GameFi NFTs on Stargaze, how many of them have we been promised and how many delivered anything? I think, wait, one one game did, uh, what was it? Bushido, whatever that, Remember that game? That play uh, Bushido? Was it Bushido or whatever? I don't even know called? if that was real or not. I always saw like movie clip. Uh, yeah, them like running around slashing like, people and shit. Every GameFi project puts out that animation movie clip of like, here's a sample. But is, is it actual gameplay or is it yeah, just was it, is it playable? Was it playable? I don't even know. So I don't know about that one. Um, Horizon, that one. Horizon Unbound. And they actually released something playable. I interacted with that and played it. I'm not sure how much building continued on with that. Um, I haven't well, that seen a lot. That was of a updates. shooter, wasn't it? That was yeah, there shooter. was like a little shooter, and it was a very when it when it when I interacted with it, it was still in like beta, like development stage. So I'm not sure if he released more of that or anything like that. There was Sunnyside. They released their card game in the App Store, and I think Bonzi got burnt out taking that to completion and i don't know where bonzi is at this point yeah poor like, guy dude, poor I, guy right like people have literally reached out to me and it's been like where the fuck is bonzi and i was like dude i reached out to him he has not responded to me. so there's that one that and i don't that wasn't even really built as like game five that was just a game from the nft project right yeah. um flight force four was another one did they release their game I know they. Oh, had, that was the shooter I was talking about. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking about. They okay. had like a cool concept. It was multi-chain. There was some airdrop stuff, but I don't. I don't know what happened to it with the Stargate side of the project. Um, trying to think. I think there was one other game five project. Um, Crypto Dungeon. Okay, Crypto Dungeon. That's that seems legit, right? There we go. There's a good well, one. Well, they're actually I, I can vouch that, for them. I've actually played their game. Seems so, to yeah. have actually delivered. Um, yeah. All the other ones that seem to want to develop this, like your NFT turns into an avatar in this little exploration game world. None of those happen, like the Foxyverse or whatever other one. There was another one that was around um, for a little bit. And they show these demos of your little NFT moving through this pixelated world, but it it's just a computerized animation they make. It's not actually game development. And I think Timmy has raised this point many times on these GameFi ones. Is like if they're not showing you actual like 
development stuff with code, there's no verification that there's a game being developed, right? If you can't find some code on chain, they're just showing you animations that they've paid for or they've made themselves because, you know, they're artists. So Wait, so what's the question to StrangeCon that can I see some code? That if you're gonna dig more, I think that's where I don't want to because I got fucking crucified last time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, like I said, I wasn't really targeting that at Strange Plan. I was just yeah, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> some of these other ones that we've been sold and been promised. And look, I'm Stargaze Community Pleb. I'm Stargaze Ambassador. I've definitely promoted some of these projects, things like that. Um, sure. You know, and and we love you for it. Fuck it, it. It's not yeah. <laughs> I mean. You'll hear those of us who work in this space talk about these problems. We acknowledge it. Like, how how can we come overcome this? I think, um, I can't remember who was the one saying it. And I think it was in one of these spaces that you were hosting. But somebody was basically like, look, no real gamer is ever going to want to buy an NFT, log into some kind of thing with their wallet, and this slower than the normal internet speed that it all happens at on blockchain no actual gamer is going to want that experience and yeah. so again have we progressed past that issue no so those are the my questions when it comes to game stuff those are my concerns if it's not simple and i know you've said this like the stupid flappy duck game can go away right <laughs> but yeah. if it's not that simple and easily usable i'm i'm concerned that it's not deliverable <laughs> yeah <laughs> on a yeah. blockchain type system right so anyhow let me shut up you've got a hand up i'm just rambling yeah on. swiss thank you <laughs> no, no, yeah, I, I appreciate it I, I agree with you though swiss thanks for being patient man what's up hey boys hey boys you guys are talking about bushi i wanted to come up and bushi, yes. yeah so i just i just retweeted on my profile a, a recent update that they put out there so if you want you to see what they're up to you can you click through and see the tweet but they uh they had over 70,000 accounts created in their um, uh, their, their uh, alpha period last year, which was from October to November. And they're still pushing out. So they they built on the SUI blockchain. They were originally going to build on secret, but it wasn't working out. Uh, and they decided to go to SUI, which I think is probably um, the right move. And so, yeah, they had, during that period, they had like 4,400 daily active users. And um, let me see, I have some other numbers here. They had, they had over 50,000 unique players. So real project, they're still delivering, they're still building, really love those guys. I'm, I'm stoked for their upcoming uh, thing that they're going to, they're going to open the servers back up. So just wanted to clear the air on those, those guys. They're, they're my boys. So. Nice. Yeah, I remember that. That's the one I was thinking about earlier. Yeah, I, I can remember um, Bren always liked the look of this thing back in the day, um, back in your Discord tank. I got it pinned up here. Thanks for setting the record straight, Swiss. Yeah, yeah. I'm so they, they have not done a ton of monetization of the users uh, yet. So, you know, to your point, a lot of traditional gamers are very leery of, of NFTs and, you know, they've been kind of fleeced on the downloadable content DLC model. And so I think there, there's a little bit of, you know, skepticism from like the traditional gaming community. That's what I really like about Bushi is they've, they've been very careful about how they approach that. So pretty, pretty excited to see what they can do next, but I'll leave it at that. 
Yeah, gaming, gaming NFTs. That's uh, and again, I, I, I man, I want to be absolutely clear. I don't know. I don't know about Strange Clan. Uh, like it's just something that people started DMing me again, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna get into this again." Now that I can't get it out of my head, uh, so I, I had to ask for the people that are more active in in the NFT space than myself. I definitely don't want to fud them. I want to give them the benefit of doubt. Like I hold the damn NFTs, so like I'm hoping so, but uh. I don't know, man. I'd like to see, I guess I'd like to just request if anybody hears this later, man, I'd like to see more progress. I'd like to see just something. It's been how, like, fuck, three years. Three years now. I get that games take a long time, but fuck, come on. Um, in any case, in any case. Um, anyway, I'm said, what's going on with the NFT space right now, man? What's going on on Stargaze? Tell us what's hot over there. Uh, well, today, um, there's a free mint that like the majority of active community is listed for um, the Kudonians. Um, so it's uh, a project that's, uh, I guess, developed for the Kudos community at large. Um, Kudos stakers got an airdrop. Um, uh, of a 10,000 supply, Kudos stakers got uh, 2,500. And I think they got like, it was 2,500 wallets, each got one airdrop. Um, so there's not like a whale made out of that. Uh, and then I, if I'm not mistaken, it's like 4,600 plus active Stargaze wallets are whitelisted for this free mint today. Um, that starts at 2 p.m. Eastern. So I'm sure most of the people in this room are. You guys should try not to miss that mint. I always say you got to maximize your free mints. Um, there's another project launching that is kind of doing some outreach, it looks like. But I... I haven't heard much about them up until this point, uh, up until this week, really. So that's another one to look at tomorrow, I guess. Microcosmic friends. Um, otherwise, man, the marketplace is on fire. Like, you know, it seems like whenever there's a little bit of a rest, um, either the active community kind of steps in to support the floors or these new folks we've got coming in are finding these other projects. Um, Pixel Wizards, Star Chodes, uh, Sneaky, all have been kind of pumping along with Bad Kids and Bit Kids. That My Chody project has gone wild. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff doing well on the marketplace right now. Nightmares came back as well. Um, again, some of that, like, it's almost the same argument I made for some of the Strange Clan holders. We may have some of our OGs and community members here looking to exit a position and make some moves around. Um, but again, I've seen a ton of people with their new bad kids and their new big kids. Um, and some of this volume seems like it can't just be the people who have been here who already had their bags packed. So it's really exciting. I don't know. I'm fired up for it. So I've seen a, the hot take about bad kids do you dare give your opinion about is do you think it's overvalued? Do you think it's the right play? Like um do you think the narrative of what people are the, the hang on, let me let me see what, that they're painting is real? All right, so floor price today is six thousand four hundred and seventy-eight US dollars with the best offer of five thousand five hundred and seventy-five US dollars. And someone just bought one of the top ranked robots for 46,000 US dollars. Um, I think if you 
if you have that money and you don't care what happens to it, buying a bad kid at this price is a good investment. If do you, I um, don't have $6,500 to throw at an NFT because airdrops and things like that. Yeah. Right. And narrative. But if you are a crypto whale or if you are a single dude and you don't have a wife and kids that are relying on you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there, there are probably a lot worse things that you could do with that money. Right. The the narrative of projects are going to airdrop to bad kids, I think, is on point. The the projects. You, you see their handles and you see their devs wearing bad kids. And this is becoming more and more of a thing. So I, I think that narrative continues. Um, and I'm sure, well, I'm not sure. I shouldn't say that because I am an ambassador and people are going to take certain statements like that to mean real things. But I, I'm confident that the, the team on Stargaze is kind of negotiating some of these airdrops or doing some of the outreach and collaboration to have this happen and continue this community building. You know, like that stuff doesn't just happen without some of that, in my opinion. Do so, you, do you think I have, well, I have two questions to be honest I will with you. Say, I will say Tang <clears throat> with all this bad kids craze, I did go ahead and get myself a few extra bit kids before that follows suit. What about after the filter? I don't care for those, but that's a personal opinion. <laughs> I also it, think yeah. they still have I, I, a massive distribution issue. Yeah. Um, so Joe owns half the collection still, I think. Joe owns the the, the most <laughs> rarest one, and I just refuse to buy anything. <laughs> no, just, no, um, I mean, like, I've looked through them. I, they're, they're, it's that kind of thing where there's certain NFTs that I actually, I absolutely love, but I'm not. I'm not going to hold a, a bunch of projects for their lore. I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that is more of a niche thing in my opinion. And if, if the market does well, I think those do well as well. Right. Like there's going to be kind of narrative driven stuff that happens, but there's 46% unique owners on bad kids at this point. Distribution is no longer an argument there, right? There's 37% unique on big kids. It's 18% unique on after the filter. Uh, to me, that that's concerning if you're a new person coming in, because if you know how that got minted, then you know, there's a lot of people from this specific community holding lots of them waiting for their moment. So I don't know, you know, you have to like the art and you have to want to be part of that lore concept. So bit kids is probably the better play in your opinion, because, because it was distributed per the, the, uh, bad, the, right? Like yeah, you got one for one, whatever it was like, dropped to you. Exactly. The way that was distributed is, is more, more fair than the way the, after the filter was minted, or maybe it's not even that, maybe it's just that, these things have been on the market for a while and community has distributed them this way through, you know, the free market that we have on Stargaze. Right. And so you've seen how more people have bought into bad kids and bit kids versus after the filter. And maybe it is because of that niche, you know, lore and the look of the art. Um, my opinion on the bit kids is that they just really have a lot of room to run up still. 
um, in comparison with their bad kids. Um, <laughs> I posted. I, I call them parents in in comparison. Like I just call them their fit kids. Parents is the bad. Yeah, dude. I posted a stupid meme a couple of times about how some people like pixel art more than they like cartoon art. So like. Big kids, bad kids, peg needs to be achieved. <laughs> <laughs> Achieve it now. <laughs> so anyhow. Um, Do you think, I wanted to ask you another question. Um, and, you know, it, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of, unfortunately with your position now, it's kind of loaded. So I understand. And if anybody else would like to jump in here and kind of uh, give your thoughts about this question in particular, I've been kind of wondering it. Um do you feel like the support, because you said earlier that you feel like, you know, obviously, hopefully Shane and them are kind of nurturing, nurturing uh, the airdrop things for, for bad kid holders and all this other stuff. Do you think that that is, while I understand you kind of got to strike the iron when it's hot and that's where the tension is and that's where the hype is. Do you think that um, other artists and other teams either feel kind of slighted and or frustrated because they're not also getting support yeah absolutely there's there's an issue that stargaze has where uh people think that it's um the the team and the devs and everything and the chain it's all about the bad kids so yeah that that continues to be an issue um and probably will i mean you can see that there's some people out there that like i mean i at this point, I'm sorry to say it, but like if you're upset that people are making gains on bad kids and you're not, you missed out, right? Yeah, you had a lot of chances. You had chances. Yeah. Don Kryptonium and other people were beating the drum for it a lot. I I looked at them several times and said, "Oh, I'll come back to it when I've got more liquidity." Or, same, "Oh, same. I've got the liquidity today, but I want to." Do you own one? No, I don't own any bad kids. I don't own it. I don't own a, ba a single bad kid, and also I don't complain about it. Like it just fucking. Yeah, is I, what it I is. try not to. I try not to complain about it on X, but dude, it eats me up every day. Oh yeah, <laughs> bed. <laughs> if you're saying you don't get angry, and then... <laughs> so no, I, you know what? It's funny. I picked every fucking Genesis one that wasn't a bad kid. <laughs> I just, I just missed it. I just missed all of them. Yeah, the, all the mean, ones that mattered. Like, I was definitely the pleb that faded it because the art was terrible and stuff like that. So, you know, some of that's on me and you just got to own it. You know it. what it was for me? Was, was it because I, I remember I was like, fuck, I, I, I got, I got like a, probably a little bit over uh, excited with my opinion about it. But I remember, and I could be wrong, but I, I swear back then they were saying like, oh, this kid drew this many individual uh, bad kids. And it was like, fuck out of here. No, they didn't. That's some fucking adult with some computer AI thing. Yeah. No, but no, they freaking did. And I was like, just for that reason, I'm not fucking minting that. Yeah. I'm not minting it because that's not true. Yeah. They're like, that's what bit me in the ass. I was like, who fucking cares though? Yeah, exactly. You got to kind of not like get yourself too dug in on certain ideas and positions in this space because um, if you mid curve it too much, you miss out, right? Like that yeah, is totally yeah. like. It's exactly what happened. Like you and I, it sounds like we both mid curved the shit out of bad kids. Yeah. Every day I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth and I go, you fucking. Yeah. Idiot. So, <laughs> you know, but if you did, if you did that like me, then just move on and be okay with it. And you know what? Like, what choices did you make besides bad kids? Look at those and maybe they've turned out okay, right? Like, I chose to invest in bags of Kuji and Injective and Tia and things like that as this was starting to go crazy. And I'm real happy 
with the good coins that I invested in. And that was part of my bear market plan was like, I wasn't going to go crazy on high value NFTs. I was going to try and go nuts. I was going to try and load up my bags as best I could flipping low NFTs on stargaze with no gas and things like that and grinding for projects and working hard. Um, so yeah, you know, I made my choices and you know, I'm looking at my portfolio these days and I wish I had a fucking bag kit in it, but I'm happy with my portfolio. So I'm not out there hating on people on X. What's, um, the, what's the, in your opinion, guys, what's, I, what's the, what's the play now for, for NFT collectors or NFT DeFi? Like just like you said, maybe flippers, maybe people that are just interested. Like, you, you know, before it was easy, like just, you know, when the hype was going on in, in that time of the season, like you were talking about, it was easy. You just go over there and you see the unique wallets and you see the mints and you see what those numbers were. And if it was fucking trending, you bought yeah. it and then you sold in like immediately right after they sold out and you were making your, what's the, what's the play now? How hard is it for, I guess not, not just retail, but like for, for teams or individuals who are launching products to actually get to mint out. Like it, you're no longer seeing the high even the well fuck even the even the low you know before it was like nine ten thousand then it went from four thousand four hundred forty four then it was three thousand three hundred thirty three and it was you know it just it seemed like the the price of the nft obviously went down because liquidity was drying up and the number went down because people are like you know it's not going to mint out but like what's the play now on both sides what's the play for launchers to, to to gain traction uh what's the secret sauce do you think you need a good marketing pr team or do you think you just need like what kind of product is hot? So, like, marketing and PR on Stargaze is always going to be—I don't know. Like, uh, people want projects on Stargaze. Like the the Stargaze community that's been here, they want projects that are have have like a founder that's standing behind it, right? Like, so if you have like this big marketing blitz or something, I think a lot of the OG community is going to see through that still. If we get to a point where we're doing crazy mint volume and stuff like that, then marketing is going to come into it. Promo is going to come into it a lot more, right? Um, but right now, we're still a lot of OGs, a lot of tight-knit community with new, like, crypto OGs coming in, right? Like, it's not the, – the people coming in right now are crypto OGs. They they know how to look at the space and see what's hot. They know how to look and see what mints are going to be good and things like that. Um, so that kind of stuff – is definitely something that most projects need to be thinking of. And I said this in my space on Monday, I think, about um, like mint costs. But right now with the stars, people are hesitant to just throw a lot around on mints. I was highly surprised about bad kids minting out at 400 stars as quickly as it that did. Was, that was fucking insane. That blew my mind a little bit. I think it was Calvin, who's, you know, Stargaze intern, and a real one in this community, a real bad kids holder. So there was OGs who were happy to go ahead and support it. People saw it for fun derivative art in a time where bad kids were really popping off, right? And so there's some dynamic there that that struck the minting chord, right? But there are projects that like have minted for 180, 200 stars, 100 stars even in the last month that don't mint out. And back in the bottom of the winter, 
we would have minted those projects out immediately. We would have flipped them up to 500 or a thousand stars floors, and we would have all had a great time being degens about it. Um, people aren't really willing to throw their stars around like that right now. Um, we'll see how this Kudonians mint today does, right? It's a free mint with a lot of community listed. So it's going to mint out real fast and we'll see how the floor goes. If so here's, here's, so here's my question about that. Is the new play, by the way, I just want to, Indigo actually put a, put a comment down there. I want to read it real quickly. The play right now, he says, is to load up on OG creators projects that were undervalued and wait. I've heard many people say that. I've heard many people say that as well. So that actually might be the play. I agree. Um, like, again, I'm, I'm now the ambassador, so I'm trying not to, like, shell my own bags too hard, right? Um, but you see the posts I'm putting out regularly. Like, I, I'll make uh, posts about bad kids or big kids, but I'm also talking about sneaky animals. I'm talking about star chodes. I'm talking about anything from Headmaster Bernie, whether it's wizards or witches. Um, I'm talking about shrimp gang and shrimp avatars wreck gang bulls and chickens like these things are definitely undervalued for where those other blue chips are and so yes having a handful of those are smart um in my opinion if we get in this crazy euphoria um those definitely would have some room to move upwards those aussie gen ones i'm sitting on a bunch of those like they are gonna <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's like the Osmosis Communications handle and their Osmosis-themed NFTs. I when when they were going for 200 stars and that was like a dollar fifty each. I bought a bunch of them. I'm sorry. Like, pick up your pennies, Tank. You say that. Pick up your pennies. <laughs> Dude, That's I right. Those if you if up. you walk by a penny or especially a quarter, I will fucking mad face look at you. All day long, dude. I will disappointment stare at you and like make you feel like your mama's looking at you and shit, dude. So yeah, that's that's definitely a smart play. I agree with Indigo there. Um, on so, the minting side, like I said, you gotta keep your eye on your free mints and maximize those because if they run up, that's free flipping for you, right? So so okay, that's that's that was gonna be my question. Um, is the play now for creators or launchers to mint free? with a royalty in hopes that people mint it out and trade them. Yeah, that's a good play, but you have to do it right. Cause if it gets botted, people get upset. Right. Yeah. You, you can. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to figure out how to do that. Um, or you have to understand that you're going to have to deal with the botting factor and your post mint marketing or whatever is going to have to address that. Right. Like you could have a great plan for that too. You could have a, an awesome like sweep and burn plan right and something like that that would create even more degen fomo despite botting um so there's ways to do that the honestly dope art and organic slow community building with a reasonable mint price is the is the way to do it right now what's a reasonable mint price for you um depending on what the art is and what might be talked about you know five just in general just, let's just say in general because i know there yeah you're right there's a bunch of like nuances to that question but like yeah exactly just in general like five five to twenty usd pixel squids went for a little under 40 usd and that was a hard one for me to stomach um i minted a couple um but i did flip them when i was able to secure some profits um 
here's the thing. Like, Pixel Squids is some dope art, and it's a couple of OGs from this community, right? But they've teased this this club where you need to hold five. Well, you're talking about needing to shell out $150 up front on the mint to hold five, right? Or maybe a little more, 160 200 bucks on the mint. Or if you didn't mint them all and you need to sweep a couple, you're talking about that much to hold five. That's a big investment right now for people when they're looking around at good coins that are going to 5 and 10x, no questions asked over the next 6 to 12 months. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm definitely not fighting my friends. Um, so, but what does the club do? And, and unknown still, Shroot wants to under promise and over deliver. So it's hard to commit that, right? There's, you, you join the Cephi spaces a lot, and he's really good at hammering this point opportunity cost. And that's a big issue for everyone. Minting NFTs right now is opportunity cost, right? The opportunity to join a community is great if that community is going to be a good community to be a part of for this bull cycle, right? Yeah, yeah. But if that's the only opportunity that's offered for a cost, then the cost better be stomachable for most people. There's got to be $5. Yeah, it's got to be. Know, yeah. And like, I, again, don't want to fud anybody. This is not like. And this is not being unsupportive, but you did yeah. see that the Pixel Squids Mint took a full week. Um, they've seemed to do pretty well on the floor. I think Gaines and Shroop did a great organic community build leading up to that. So they've got solid support. And that's what I'm talking about. If you've done a slow organic community build, once you get that minted out point, your floor is going to stay pretty stable. Right. Even if it dips a little bit, you're going to have community members come in when they fiat money comes on every other week and help support that floor, things like that. So from the snail side of things, they've got that good community support and a solid floor. I'm looking at the floor right now like, hey, if they drop announcement, this could fly. Does that make sense? Tank? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now I'm looking at that opportunity cost differently than leading into mint um and again for a pleb like me it might make more sense to just buy two off the floor right before or right after announcement than mint the whole bag i need right problem is you never know when that announcement if it even comes exactly exactly yeah. and you're 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 kind of at the will of the general community when you're trying to flip nfts upwards like that right yeah. so and, you know, if the floor moves and you can take a collection offer, that's great. But if it doesn't, then, again, you're at the will of the general community. So, yeah. Okay. I saw Steffi come in and he goes, oh, they're talking about NFTs. You're talking about NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> I love hanging out with Steffi. He's so funny, though. Uh, but then he's right. It's the opportunity cost, right? It's a, it's a tricky balance. It's a, it's a tight rope to walk, for sure. It's a balanced game. Um, and, I again, I'm not fighting anybody's. So NFTs, I think uh, NFTs is just so... It's so um, interesting to me because you talk about DeFi, you talk about like you can just anything we've talked about in these hours of talking th thus far, you can just tie back to NFTs. Like, right, we we're talking about DAOs, NFTs, been, been wreaking havoc with experimenting through DAOs. You're talking about governance and stuff like that, like which obviously, you know, it doesn't, it's funny because people like assume that DAOs equals governance and like 
really that, that like I have one with Maneki uh, V2 doing nothing with that right now. It's just for me to check balance and make sure who's holding what. Like, so like uh, a DAO could, or, or, or using DAO tooling could just be like uh, um, a verification process, right? It has nothing to do with governance. But then you see uh, NFTs working with governance. You see uh, DeFi being introduced with the NFTs and, and people kind of distributing, uh, you know, strategies through their NFTs uh, that people hold. It's just such an interesting place. And then, so all of this stuff like ties into it uh, when you're when you're competing for attention in the, in the NFT space because you have artists that are on Stargaze launching alongside, you know, teams that are looking to do DeFi strategies. Uh, and then, you know, you have other artists that are like, or, or maybe launchers, I don't know what you want to call them, like uh, people that are launching projects that are doing other things, right, that with their NFTs. And it's kind of, you so what so it's interesting because then you go, well, how do I apply and how do I fight for attention? Is it the mint price? Is it the social structure of like marketing? Is it, you know, the, you know, what is it? And it's 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 kind of, it's a fascinating conversation to me because it's much more than what people give it credit for. Uh, I think the Stargaze Ambassador program, you're doing a great job with it. I think anybody that obviously snails, you guys got a project, not the Bigsby's been been down there for forever. Uh, you know, they've they've gone forward and backwards and everywhere you can fucking go in the space of NFTs. Like it's it's cool to watch people innovate and to adjust and to and to make things happen in the space while it's evolving. Like it's it's just really cool. It's really cool to watch. Chris as well. See Chris on there, by the way. You changed your fucking NFT, so I wasn't I didn't recognize you for a second, Chris. I don't want to leave you out there as well. Chris got a fa- fantastic uh project on Omniflix, right? mainly uh he's had it on juno before but he has a fantastic project on omniflix as well and he's like just traversing the landscape as he as as he can on that platform it's really and like that's that's a funny thing you can go into the omniflix which um i don't want to sound like i'm going to start critiquing or whatnot but omniflix like that's an interesting place because i think i don't know if it was chris or somebody i was listening to a space the people that launched there have a whole different type of like battle to fight uh, along with all the already things that we've talked about. Like it's a permissionless, like you go there and like the, the, when I go there, it's funny because like, I just see like the real like nitty gritty of NFTs. Like the first thing you see is boobs and Asian women and fucking like nasty stuff. Just like, just it's right there. And like, how do you go, you know, as a, as an artist, as somebody that wants to launch, like they got cool stuff happening on Omniflix, but like, how do you go, check me out here to the to the average user or even somebody that's kind of vetted and go find me on this platform and not like when they first go there go oh, but, but disregard all that shit like that's that's crazy shit don't don't look at that you know it's it's, it's wild like it, there's so many struggles i don't know i don't i'm kind of ranting now again you guys know i like to rant to the shit yeah flix has a little bit of um like a personality identity problem. Um, you know, for their before their token launched and you know, before their TV launched, you know, they looked at sort of like a competition towards Stargaze and their their vision is totally different than Stargaze. It's more about uh, licensing of intellectual property and content distribution. So it's uh, like a, a totally different use case. So yeah, I, I think the a lot of the creators that we we see over there are over there for a reason. You know, the OmniFlix team ships a lot of tooling. Uh, they have a lot of, um, you know, campaign features and you know, they're, 
they're a shipping team. Yeah, there's new features coming out. Yeah, you know, every month um, that creators can explore, and uh, the they definitely don't get as much love as Stargaze. And yeah, I think that's really just the positioning that Stargaze made. You know, themselves the NFT do you think that the they Cosmos should, ecosystem. Do you think that they should um, enable a filter? Like, I don't want to say like they vet people and like, you know, fil- I don't know. I'm trying not, not not to use the word filter, but filter projects. Do you think there should be like a toggle switch where it's like, click here to see the fucking whatever version and click here to see the PC side? Do you think that would help? Yeah. I, I think, you know, Stargaze has the spam as well. And, you know, I just think that the Stargaze marketplace is so much more um, advanced as far as, you know, what you're actually seeing. Um, you're you're kind of seeing the top projects and you're coming across them by by rank or activity. And you know, Stargate, or I'm sorry, Omniflix just kind of seems like they they publish everything, um, you know, to their homepage. So I I think it's fil- I think it's filtering, but I also or not necessarily filtering. I think it's more just kind of strategic planning of of what's actually getting shown on the marketplace. Yeah, that's that's true. Because if I go to Stargaze and it wasn't filtered, where you were seeing the most popular at the moment, you would definitely see a whole bunch of weird shit too. <laughs> you see a whole bunch of weird shit too. Yeah, but for creators over there, I think it's uh, a little different. You know, it's they with their vision being um, content and media. It's kind of, in my opinion, it's kind of like a the wild west of NFTs. And you know, not not too many platforms have actually pulled off kind of a a YouTube competitor within the NFT space. And their their interactive videos is um, a great way to engage community. And they talk a lot about adding value to intellectual property with NFTs. So I, I think it. it you know, the, your your typical stargaze creator isn't um, someone who like really should just go over to Omniflix to launch a collection. Like, you know, they would head over to you know Polygon or or Hedera or what of what of what other kind of like just general NFT marketplace there is. So, I think there there's more of a vision and maybe a little bit more difficult to find that right creator uh, to fit Omniflix well. But I think I think it'll all come and yeah, you know, at least. Yeah, they have that network and the the trust behind the team that um, you know everybody should be within the cosmos should be posting their their content on Omniflix. It, I think it quickly, um, yeah, in, in my mind, it looks like Akash. Where like you know if you're not hosting your front on front and front end on Akash, or you know using Akash in some way, you know, you're not really trying to make the IBC vision work. So. I think um, Omniflix at least has that reputation, and yeah, you know, they've been been killing it with you know, at least their layer one and applications that have been using their platform to educate their community. So I just think like the tooling and the creator is right, and you know they'll they'll get one eventually. Yeah, I I, I no, I agree with you. And before Chris, I know Chris came up and he's been waiting patiently. I've told Cisla many times, but again, shout out to the whole entire team over there. They're fucking great. Um, but I've told him, you know, they've, they've approached me and several other content creators, obviously, as you guys probably know, to like start producing stuff there. I just, I've never done it because I feel like the, like one, there, I wouldn't get any attention there. Uh, I, I feel like I'd get lost in the sauce. Um, I feel like even the people that are like diehard Cosmos people probably still wouldn't take the time to traverse their way over there at, at that moment, right? Maybe not right now, but like at, at that time when the, 
when I was discussing that stuff, like I feel like it was kind of like, um, I don't know, like I guess it would be kind of easy to kind of just upload, right? But it's just more time and stuff like that. So I don't know, maybe I should start uh, uploading a few, a few uh, pieces of content there every once in a while. I don't know about the live stream. You get, I don't think it's ready for live stream. Maybe for uploads, sure. But like, I don't know if it's ready for live stream yet. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Yeah, Tank, I was just going to suggest, I was going to say, rather than think about it from like completely moving there, just commit to something that's like a baby step, right? Like maybe one piece monthly or, or one piece weekly. And it could just be recycled content. It doesn't have to necessarily be exactly um, something new, although I do think you'll find that there's new stuff that you can do there. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, I'm like you. I, I was kind of hesitant, even for someone that's been on Omniflix as an NFT creator. I was kind of hesitant to dive, you know, headfirst into the uh, Omniflix TV. But one thing I noticed is, like, they're attracting a lot more people from the space over to TV than they are to NFT collections. So to me, that's a pretty, a pretty good sign that they're getting a result of something that they're doing differently, and that's a good thing. As for me, uh, you know, I considered Stargaze. I tested Stargaze before I minted at Omniflix. And, of course, I minted over on Juno uh, and Dowdow. I'd also talked to Talus uh, because I'd kind of talked to Talus uh, over for Luna Death Spiral. So when they moved to Juno, that kind of made sense. But ultimately, for me, Omniflix was almost a must because the type of collection I have, right, if I minted it on Stargaze, you have to mint out your collection. You can't really keep, I don't think, like an open contract. Whereas on Omniflix, the one good thing that I can do is since I release things on demand for these UFC events every single month, I can mint however many I need. Anything I don't sell, I can either keep for giveaways or I can burn. But I just keep minting that same contract and there's no limit, right? So for me, that was just, it just made sense for my specific collection. Uh, that's where I needed to be. But you're right. It comes with some downsides. And I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, constructive criticism of those things. I think it's uh, something we all agree on. And I think that eventually on Netflix, if they want to grow, especially going into the bull market, I think they'll have to address their front page. Uh, that doesn't mean you censor people. It just means you curate and control uh, the top content. That's a good word, curate. That's what I was looking for earlier. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I, sorry, sorry. I, I agree with you. I think, I think um, it's all dependent on the type of project that you have. Like for you, we've had this conversation. It makes so much sense because the tools there and what you're providing, what you're trying to do, allow you to do it more efficiently, more effectively, um, you know, in, in, in comparison to other places that you could actually launch an NFT collection at, at the current moment. Um, I, I got to agree with Snails and yourself, like, I really am more excited about the the streaming TV side of things than the, than NFT for me because that's what I do, right? Like you know, um, yeah, I have some yeah. collections and I yeah. I'm ready for live streaming for sure, dude. Especially like for me, think about it from the the the, the idea that you're you're curate you're you're hosting a game of NFTs around a piece of content that's live every week. Now, obviously, we can't stream UFC fights, right? But you can live stream watching and discussing these things. Uh, live which i think would be a perfect fit i was going to say tank have you have you seen the uh, multiple choice polling where they have i have i've always been super interested in that yep so 
the text multiple choice things, I tested it and I was like, okay, that's cool. But you know what really got me was like, uh, just this week I, I released one that said, hey, you know, which fighter are you choosing going into this weekend's UFC fight? And I was able to put the image of both of those fighter NFTs. That to me was pretty powerful because now you're directly, it's not just text-based on the screen. Now I'm directly connecting my NFT that I'm selling you for a specified event in a certain time frame, and I'm asking you to um, participate in that poll. So what's the likelihood now that you've got their attention and they realize, oh, I need to go buy this NFT? Not saying that they, that they will, but a certain number of those will convert uh, to sales, I think. So I think that's kind of a cool thing where you can be on Stargaze or Mint on any other platform. I mean, we got friends over on Archway. Uh, Juno, I mean, Injectives had a big NFT lately. I think everyone could possibly see the benefit of using Omniflix TV to promote whatever uh, NFT project or DeFi project they have. And that's kind of a, a unique thing that Omniflix has that these others don't. Yep. Yep. I agree. Totally agree, man. Totally agree. Such an interesting space, man. Ben, this conversation has gone from fucking left to right, back to left, and we turned back around, man. I, I absolutely love speaking with you guys and, and facilitating these conversations. I know we, <laughs> I know sometimes we kind of veered into a ranty thing, but that's just me. I do that quite often, so I apologize, but I don't because I like doing it. Um, with that, guys, I, I, I don't know. I, I, think, uh, I think the market's looking really, really fun. I think it's looking really, really frothy. I think um, there's some interesting things happening. Uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse. There's going to be a very interesting conversation if you guys are all inter in interested uh, or like being entertained. I was trying to say two things at one time. Uh, come and hang out in the Juno Ops Department meeting tomorrow in the Juno Discord. Um, I'm going to be bringing up some spicy conversations for them to consider. Uh, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I really do think I'm not trying to overthrow anybody or anything like that. I just want to be absolutely clear. I just think that's what's best for the network. I think that's what's best for governance. I think that's what's best for the people, um, both socially and financially. Uh, so we're going to be pushing for that. Uh, I do want to give a little bit of uh, alpha and, and um, yeah, I'm trying to think of something right now. Um, so I guess I'll say it. Um, I have two collections that are tied uh, that are going to be launching soon. One that is going to be launching on Stargaze uh, called Event 16. Um, I think you guys are absolutely going to love it. Uh, and I also have one uh, going to be launching soon with JG on Backbone Labs. Um, that's going to be, it's going to be, if you guys know me, it's going to be really, really fun. Um, you guys don't want to miss on that. Uh, it's going to really take it a long time. It's really, really taking a long time. It's going to be um, really fun to bring back life in several different positions throughout the Cosmos ecosystem. Uh, and we're trying to kill as many birds as we can with one stone. And it's going to be really fun to see how many we end up with in our hand. Um, but yeah, you guys don't want to miss out on that. I think you guys are going to love the art um, on both collections, by the way. And like I said, they're tied, but they're going to be completely different, completely different. Um, but yeah, so I got that going on. Uh, Maneki, Maneki V1, V2, both doing very, very well. I haven't updated anything just yet because I'm trying to avoid uh, touching things. Uh, but I should put out an update. Like, guys, Maneki V1 is fucking awesome. Maneki V2, we already, if you're not staking it, you should definitely be staking it. Um, and yeah, do you guys have anything you guys want to say? Anything I missed? Homestead, Chris, Snells? Bye, Maneki. Bye, yeah. Bye, bye, bye.
Yeah, Mineki floors at like fifteen dollars, right? I, I the think V2? I was scooping them up at like two and three. Yeah, the the V two, the V two is up there, man. There's not a lot anymore up because a lot of people just started staking them. Uh, it's up there. It's up there. And then V one's that V one's my baby. Not that V two is not my baby, but V one's my my original baby. So yeah, that one's that one's looking. I'm gonna you know what? I'll, if you guys are in, I don't want to put because it's that it's kind of like a you know it's a private group. Uh, of sorts um but if you guys are in you guys have that access to the discord definitely check them out i'll, I'll update some uh some numbers and and where we are uh here in a little bit it was kind of it got kind of weird because we invested into um astro vault and so like you know when kepler doesn't like allow you to see it all and some of the things we haven't moved over to leap i should do that i should actually move it on over to leap but right now i have to actually like compile all of the positions but right now overall it's both both are in a really good standing so really enjoying that. Really, really happy to see those people that have stuck to it and, and been supportive, uh, you know, being in a good position. So it's not too far from now, guys. We're going to be crossing those finish lines and people are going to be seeing those rewards coming. So, um, yeah, that's what we got there. I hope you guys are going to be taking profits and realizing those profits here in a little bit because it looks like the market's going to be rewarding us those, those opportunities. But I'm going to be closing this out here. We've been talking for quite a while. So I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks, Tank. Thanks for hosting today. Excellent conversations. I popped in and out. Uh, lots of good info. For sure, for sure. Chris, Snails, Homestead, everybody that was listening, uh, thanks a lot. I'm going to see you guys on the next one. Peace. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless. Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days got them acting all bankless. Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting nottas. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic. I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom over impossible loss it's all moss and i'm liking the odds fondue in the morning forming mycological bonds flick the cap though the road is highly involved flip a coin diary falls motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in jersey what could be worse misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs i'll be numbing up first before discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt we rape them under the earth sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is play for keeps Clowns white knight and all these Maybelines. They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve 
Now the cheese stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Ten spaces.